Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of July 23rd. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me as always, Filter Cord. Hey, how's it going? It is going, man. What's been going on with you? Yeah, not a lot. Um, kind of had a, uh, a couple extra days off in the week, but of course, had uh, oh, cool. some house stuff to do. Um, we went out and walked around this uh, arboretum. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a private park, I guess, with a lot of trees and shit. Cool. Uh, could not get a cell signal, so <laughs> missed out on a lot of Pokemon Go out there. It was pretty brutal. But, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I haven't really been, uh, you know, it's still kind of been a dry time. I'm trying to do a lot of, like, catching up on backlog games, um, sure. kind of like I have the last couple weeks here. A um, little bit of Total Warhammer, a little bit of Battletech. Uh, I don't really have enough, like, I, I've pretty much shared my opinion on those, so I don't have enough to, like, really dig in and share a bunch of content here. Right, right. But, um, other than that, um, I've been trying to finish the first season of Life is Strange. Okay. So I played through all of episode three in one setting, and like uh, episode three is where it really kicks into gear. Mm-hmm. So like um, that was really good. Like, uh, so I don't know what it is about Life is Strange. I think at the time that Life is Strange came out, I was still playing a lot of like the Telltale adventure games as they were coming out. Okay. So I remember that <clears throat> I was I was like super late to get on. Um, like, I was really slow on Life is Strange. I really wasn't, like, sticking up with the episodes as they were coming out and all that. So, um... Yeah, like, I, I was... Episode 3 is where it gets differentiated from the other games, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I was um, I was in the same boat. Mm. Um, it, it's one of those games that I, I still need to go back and, and do everything for. Um, right. You know, it's just... I, I just... I just haven't. I don't know. It's one of those weird games. I I, I kind of chalk it up with a lot of like episodic games, and mm-hmm. they fall into that same category for me. Where it's like I want to go play them, yeah. but I just I don't know why. I just haven't haven't got around to playing. It, you know, I'm, I've I played bits and pieces, but I haven't played all of it. Yeah, more and more, I'm realizing that I have to like if I'm playing a game, I have to sit and like beat that game. I can't be hopping around between a bunch of shit because I'll just not do it. Right. Right. Um, and it, it really sucks when you get like 35% of the way through a game and then you just don't play it for like four months. You can't just come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, you don't want to restart because you've already made it so far. Yeah. I, I, and I have a shit memory. So like going back right. to something like that is just almost it's like not, 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 yeah, not doable for me. Yeah. Like I'll have to play so, it from the beginning every single time. <clears throat> Right, and then I get halfway through, and then I replay from the beginning again next time. So right, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, episode three is really big. Uh, if you haven't played the games, it's basically like you have a little bit of a power to like rewind and remake a few decisions, but not everything. And there's like some weird mystical shit going on. Um, episode three is where you kind of make a, uh, you go way farther back than you've been able to before, and then you like majorly fuck some shit up. <laughs> um. <laughs> So it's it's like very good, and it's like playing around with the butterfly effect of the time travel thing. It's it's uh it's definitely like it pulled me back in pretty good. Um, I had restarted episode one and two earlier this year, so it's pr- still pretty fresh in my mind. Um, so you know, I was I was ready to dive back in. I got through episode three, and I'm probably gonna try to finish the rest of the the you know episode four and five off uh, this week if I can. So I might report back at the end. And cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> and of course, like I, I can not say enough like how cool this game looks. Mm. Just from you know, like even if you've never played it and you just look at it, it has such a cool looking vibe to it. Like yeah. just everything about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, but at this point, I feel like a lot of people should have probably got this for free. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, if not, it's still worth a look for sure. All I mean, the first episode is pretty much free on everything, right? Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And several times, uh, I I think we've got the whole first season for free. Mm-hmm. I know I have the okay. whole season sitting there, and I'm like, I didn't pay for that outside of like PlayStation Plus, so yeah, <clears throat> cool. So that's about it. You just playing some Warhammer and Battletech, and of course, Life is Strange. Then. Yep, yep. Not not really a lot of uh, main like console gaming going on right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, for me, like outside of playing uh, some mobile games, I, I was playing, um, of course, Pokemon Go. They had a, a Zapdos event that went on. It, I think it was between like 2 and 5 p.m. They had uh, almost every Pokestop. I think it was yesterday, which would be uh, Saturday. Um, they were taken over by Zapdos. And mm. it was all raids. You could get up to five raid passes that day. Um, so there'd be five, six, and then if you had any extra passes. So if you had one pass that you went into the day with, mm. and then you could get five more that day. So you could have like six, and then if you had any um, like <clears throat> like paid ones, ones that you got for leveling up, which I have one, one of those still left. Um, mm. And... Uh, yeah, we, we went to um we went to Epcot because we uh for almost Ashley's birthday we decided that she wa- or she decided that she wanted uh Disney season pass so we did that. Um, we've been going to Disney a ton. We went to Epcot for this Zapdos day. The first place that I went to um of course had enough people to do the raid. <clears throat> Between Ashley and I, we only need like one other person, and we can usually complete most like thirty like 30,000 mm-hmm. CP plus raids. Yeah. So it's, yeah. you know, it, it's fine, but there were like seven other people. So we knocked it out really fast. And mm-hmm. the first one I got was shiny. I was like, nice. So really cool. shiny really Zapdos. Cool. Um, and then Ashley was like the second or third one she got was shiny. So we were already done that day um, going out there for what we wanted to. So we just basically like drank around the world at Epcot because it's like a, around a big lake and you can get drinks and like, Italy and Paris and Germany and all these places. So we just went out there and um, did that as well. Aside from Pokemon Go, um, I picked up a game called Boxing Star. um, And it's just a first person like shadow boxing game. Um, Not bad. Pretty well done. Uh, And then last night I picked up a game called Home Design uh, on like coming off of you talking about that uh, house flipping game you've been playing on PC. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't recommend Home Design. (laughs) Um, so there's that, but as well, uh, I've been playing, um, what, uh, the walking dead, our world. And I, uh, we talked about it a little bit before the show, you kind of just pick your character. It's like Pokemon go. There are different types of zombie encounters around you, whether you're trying to rescue someone, just dispatch, uh, a normal group of zombies or an infestation of zombies. Um, mm-hmm. and it goes into a first person mode. You can also use the AR mode. Uh, and you just basically try to kill all the zombies before they kill you and or the companion that you're with. <clears throat> um, it's 
it, it's still pretty early. I know you said you didn't like it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I like. I don't mind it. Uh, it it it's not bad, but it's not like it, it would. It still has a lot of work to do. The things that I do like involve like the open world that you're looking at with Google Maps. So when you're coming up to a really big building, so if you're coming up to like, um, like let's say like a building in like downtown Orlando, um, those buildings are huge and you can't see over them. But as you get closer to them, the buildings get smaller so you can see over them. It's just little mm-hmm. like smart decisions that they made like that. Um, as well, created an MGI group and then came back later and it was completely full of people. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, you can build shelters, whether it be, like, a, um, a warehouse for supplies, a regular shelter for people, or an armory for weapons. Um, and, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not the greatest. It's not definitely not the most fun AR game out there uh, or Go-style game. Um, but, it, yeah, not bad if you're looking for something to play. could be something to check out. Never know. Yeah, I mean, if you were somebody that, like, bounced hard off of Pokemon Go just because there wasn't enough, like, content and not enough to do, this has a lot more going on in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's always stuff. There's supply crates. There's a lot more in the world, just in general. Um, mm. So, you know, that that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. But outside of those those mobile games, um, of course, continuing to play Octopath Traveler. Um, and, uh, yeah, with... Like, if you're following my stream, I'm not quite caught up to where um, I had been playing just personally. Hmm. So that was, you know, that was another thing. Um, and I, I, hadn't played, I haven't played that much. I've been playing the stream a bit more. Uh, just trying to get everybody. But in my main game, or in my, like, solo game that I've just, like, you know, whether I uh, took it with us somewhere and we had some downtime or whatever. Um, like, in that... In, uh, in that save, I've collected everybody, and I've started to branch out, trying to get to um, where the Chapter 2 areas would start. I don't think I'm going to do any of the Chapter 2 areas. I'm just going to explore. Uh, and in exploring, I've unlocked uh, Multi-Class, which is okay. really, really, really cool. You get full benefit from Multi-Classing. With their, there's eight party members, and you can Multi-Class. Each person can Multi-Class as one class. So you can have all eight party members with your four characters if you multi-class them, you know, correctly. And, um, yeah, super useful. So if you're like, man, the cleric's just not doing it for me, I, you know, I really don't like the way she's working, you could pair, you could, instead of having Ophelia the cleric, you can kick her out of your group, you can pull on uh, Tressa the merchant, and then make her uh, multi-class as, you know, the you know, be the merchant as well as the cleric. Or you can make the red okay. mage. You can make Cyrus the scholar, the black mage. Mm-hmm. You can make mm-hmm. him the white mage as well, and then you have, like, your red mage um, thing going on. Right. And, yeah, it's it, it's really cool. I really, I really like that about it. Um, hmm. The battles continue to be really good. Um, the stream continues to be good, too. Almost every single time I've played, there's been, uh, you know, multiple people in the in the stream. You know, chatting, interested about the game, and seeing what it's all about. So, um, yeah, I I'll probably actually do one of these after one of those after we get off here. If uh, you and I don't mm-hmm. have anything that we want to game because we haven't gamed for a while. Yeah. 
but yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's about all the uh, more info that I've gathered. Um, sitting through all of the chapter one stuff with every character that I've already seen, I'm just doing it stream-wise, um, that of course takes some time. Um, mm. But it kind of reinforces that story, so you're understanding where characters are coming from and stuff like that. So, um, not all bad. Definitely good. Yeah. That's but, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm definitely still excited to get in on Octopath. Yeah, um, I've, I've only heard um, good things about it yeah. from other people. Haven't heard any, like, I don't like this about it. You know, there hasn't been any right. of that. Right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me for the week. Uh, like, I think I said at the end of last week, it was kind of like in birthday row. So it was like tons of birthdays in a row where it was a lot of... Um, a lot of traveling and not being home to do streams or play games, so I was really fishing for stuff on my uh, on, on mobile or things that I can take with me, like like Octopath Traveler. Mm-hmm. So this next week should be a bit different. Be able to dig into Octopath, maybe get back to some of that stuff on um, Game Pass as well. All right, cool. Um, with that, we'll jump into the games releasing. But first, if you guys get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video game stuff out there. There's some great stuff uh, this week on the page, so you can join in on the conversation on that. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, and we will jump into uh, the games releasing. If you want to go all ahead right. and start it off, go ahead, man. Yes. Uh, big moment coming up uh july 24th um the banner saga 3 the trilogy comes to an end um as far as i know there's not going to be any more after three mm-hmm. um and even three was i remember in their first kickstarter um they uh they were showing off um you know the kind of their bigger ideal and everything and like okay here's where we want to go right and uh it seemed it seemed like super unrealistic at the time um, it seemed like something where they were like, okay, we have this huge background world that exists in our head and we'll see if we can do it if we're lucky enough to make this one game. And then they got the two more. Um, yeah, they did we're, real we're looking down the barrel of the, the conclusion here as far as I know, unless, you know, I, I don't have any knowledge that they plan on continuing, so keep that in mind. But um, yeah, so Banner Saga 3, PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One releasing on all the platforms at the same time, July 24th. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the same day, actually, um, on uh, Xbox One and PS4, you'll be able to get the Banner Saga Trilogy bundle pack. That's like, uh, it's either like 30 or 40 bucks for all the games. Um, I think it's 40. Um, and then that will be coming out later on uh, the Switch as well. I think I'm going to pick that up. Uh, just get all three games, have them on the Switch. It's a good tactical, um, yeah. you know, RPG style. Like, you're sort of managing your group of survivors in this sort of apocalyptic uh, Viking-style world. It's it's very cool. I mean, it's a really cool game. It's a really unique world, I think. Um, art, yeah. obviously, is amazing on it. Yeah, the art is super good. Um, they could do really well for having some sort of, like, uh, check this out, check out this mission. Um, mm-hmm. demo like a one switch. mission demo once the trilogy's out yeah. right i think they could benefit from that they'd really get some sales on the switch because people are starving for things like this on the switch i think mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um and i mean not to say that they aren't 
getting cool stuff like this because they are. It's just right, but you know is, they want I mean, more. These guys are. Um, this is like right after XCOM in terms of like popularity of tactical games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the Banner Saga has done really well for itself. Uh, you know, got all three games out. Very uh, unique, interesting world. Great art, great music. I'm not, I'm usually not like a video game music person. I'll just turn the audio completely off a lot of times when I play. Uh, which like kills a lot of people I know because they work on game music, right? But uh, you know, that's that's where I'm at. But this game's I, I really like the music and audio in this game. Um, this is really, I mean, it, it really is like something special to check out. For sure, cool. Um, and aside from that, we also have uh, Mega Man X or Ten. I think it's Ten, right? Mm-hmm. Mega Man 10, yeah. Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Um, that one is so, coming for PC Switch, PS4, and Xbox One for Capcom. Go on, mm-hmm. you can say what you were. Yeah, I was going to say, we we had pretty much, like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, covered um, the Mega Man Legacy Collection. Right. Which was like, uh, you know, all the core Mega Man games leading up to uh, X or 10 or however yeah. you refer to it. Um, so this one's go ahead and slapping all the Mega Man X games together as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I be- believe between those two collections, you'll pretty much have every Mega Man game. Yeah. <clears throat> and we have more Mega Man info um, later in the show, too. Yeah. Cool. So, pretty cool. That was also on the 24th. Uh, Banner Saga and Mega right. Man uh, X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of bundles. Yeah. On the twenty fourth. Twenty fourth is a big bundle day, so mm-hmm. big bundles only. A big bundle room. So All make right, sure make sure you bundle up before you go out and pick it up. Remastered. Jesus fucking Christ. Alright, so on the twenty seventh, uh Nintendo is releasing another one of the sort of what what were the other ones called on the like the Wii and the Wii U, the vacation? Yeah, games? yeah. It was a like uh, me vacation. Yeah. Uh resort vacation. Yeah, me resort, <clears throat> esports resort, and shit like that. Yeah. So now we got Go Vacation coming out on the Switch. Uh, not quite me. It's a little bit more detailed, a little bit less uh, dead in the eyes <laughs> characters. It looks like um, it sort of seems like they probably worked on this to like prep for Mario Party. <laughs> um, that's kind of the vibe I get. It's got a, a whole bunch of different stuff going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're seeing everything from like Wave Race to you know tons of golf. like. Yeah, uh, like altering vehicles to mm. um, there's like skate parks. Pokemon Snap, holy shit! Yeah, skate parks <laughs> with rollerblades, skateboards. Um, looks like yeah. they have some like social areas that you can go and do um, skiing, snowboarding, pretty much almost everything, and then some of what you would mm-hmm. imagine from like a Wii Sports Resort game. Right. So it's like several. So the Wii Sports Resort, they had like different stuff. They had like summer and winter sports and then they had like a different island or whatever this seems like it's pretty much all of them put together yeah yeah um, <clears throat> it's just very cool looking it, it, it could be it definitely could be fun you can play with multiple players two players mm. per console obviously uh just by um, detaching the joy cons turning them sideways right. and playing um yeah it, it looks like it has a lot going on even um we're looking at this uh right now mm. customizing your own villa uh, which Christ. is very, um, like, Not Animal sure. Crossing. Yeah. So it, it's it's done in that just, like, 
grid space like you'd imagine for Animal Crossing, um, mm-hmm. as well as character creation and stuff like that. So it's not just your run-of-the-mill, like, here's, you know, some games bundled, you know, some mini-games all bundled together. Um, it looks mm-hmm. like you could have a little bit of fun with it, mm-hmm. depending on the price. Yeah. And last for our list here, um, coming out on the 27th as well for the Switch, PS4, uh, Android, and iOS. Uh, oh, that's going to work. Yeah, we're about to find out. Uh, Hello Neighbor. Um, if you haven't checked out Hello Neighbor, we've talked about it a ton in the past. Uh, you basically play uh, a new guy who has moved into the neighborhood. There's a creepy guy across the street. you got to figure out what kind of weird shit this guy's doing and what he's hiding in his locked basement. Um, yeah. Man, the quality of this video just went straight to hell. Um, yeah, very weird. Um, but that doesn't bother anyone on the podcast, so it's all good. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and the house tends to get bigger. I haven't played the game... Um, you know, since, um, what was it? It was like, the, they did like a beta or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I checked out. I, and the house seems to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seen, you know, a decent amount of uh, gameplay. And it does, like, it even starts to incorporate, like, roller coasters and some other yeah. ridiculous shit. Like, well, I don't even know what's happening at this point. But it is coming to iOS uh, on the 27th, as well as the PS4 and Switch. It's already out, of course, on PC and uh, the old X-Boner. Uh, Android, as well. Mm-hmm. I forgot about Android. I didn't know that they were bringing it up for that for some reason. Yeah, I imagine that's just going to run like full shit. Yeah, so we'll find out. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe we'll have some info about that next week. Um mm. But that is right. pretty well it for all the games releasing. Um, if there is something we missed, let us know on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. We'll chalk it into next week's episode. Hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, close these tabs that I've opened because, for whatever reason, while we were sitting here uh, getting ready for the, <laughs> the show, I didn't load up uh, any of the tabs for the games releasing. I just skipped them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I skipped all the tabs for uh, uh, the games we've been playing. So I, I literally only had the stuff for the demos, betas, and freebies, and then the weekly news. I was looking at it, and I was like, why is this such a small list? It's because I'm missing half the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cool. So we'll jump right into demos and freebies. It's really just a beta opportunity if you are interested. Um I would do some searching to find out where uh, the link that we have that usually takes you to the PlayStation. I'm not sure about the European one. Uh, so, Grim, if you're, yeah, it looks like you're watching, um, you can actually head over here and uh, sign up for the PlayStation 4 system software 6.0 update, the beta testing for PlayStation mm-hmm. 6.0. Um, the North America one. Uh, it looks like it's down. It just gives, keeps giving me the 404 error on the uh, PlayStation huh. page. Um, yeah. But I got in early, and I've already signed up for it. I, I don't know why it's down now. So, you know, if it's not working for you, uh, put a little reminder, check back. And if there's something you're really interested in, you do have to be 18 years of age, have an active PlayStation Plus uh, or PlayStation mm-hmm. Now subscription to uh, jump onto this. And you have until July 27th to sign up, assuming that it's back up. 
before July twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume it will be. So, um, I have no idea about features that are coming to it. They didn't yeah. even mention anything, but uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's always cool yeah. to get uh, an early. Um, it's always cool to get a good look at uh, the early. You know, get an early look at what's coming up for it. So uh, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Drake had gotten a hold of me, and uh, he was like, yo, what do you think about the new update? I'm like, I don't know. Like, everything is pretty much good to me. I don't know what I would want at this point. Um, yeah. Maybe, like, uh, for a console update, maybe, like, a change to the store. Because I always, like, the store is always super slow, and I have issues navigating around the store uh, on the console. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I'll just buy stuff on my phone, like, using the mobile app. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. That's what I do a lot too. So, so you know, other than that, um, I don't really know what we are. Uh, I don't know what's expected, and I don't really know what to want even at this point. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking. You know, I'm thinking about the PlayStation Network and like what could be easier. And the biggest thing that I think could be easier is to make their uh, their store more friendly on the console. I have a lot of problems with it on the console, to be honest. Uh, that's why I don't use it. When I go into like look at a game, a lot of times like the videos don't load properly, or um, you know just little things like that. And I, I don't, I mean that could be, um, mm-hmm. you know that could be a little bit better as well. When I go in and I try to buy multiple things, it takes forever. It's not like mm-hmm. they have a button that just says add to cart and then you can just go back and keep shopping. It's like you have to do like 14 steps, verify that you have the account, you know, make sure that you uh, uh, give Sony the old reach around so they know that you're there, and then you get to go back and continue shopping. And that's just for one thing. And for PlayStation Plus, you usually get like what? Like uh, six things, eight things every month? Uh, it's usually like six, seven. So uh, Usually there's like six games and then a couple like DLC packs for things. Yeah, and, the, and, and after all that time, like you're looking at 20 minutes there. And just trying to download everything on the store. Whereas I can just grab my phone and I can go add to cart, add to cart, add to cart, add to cart. Check out. Holy shit, that's $168. Check out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're done. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess that would be the only thing. I, maybe, you know how when you put a Blu-ray in, it knows what it is and it, like, loads a preview? Sure, yeah. Maybe if they... Uh, did that for DVDs as well? That'd be cool. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I guess we'll see. Um, you know, if one of us gets into it, we'll, uh, you know, we'll have a nice conversation about that. I imagine. <clears throat> but cool. That that was actually it for the demos and freebies. Not too much. Um, kind of a, uh, you know, kind of an awkwardly slow week for uh, definitely uh, games releasing and demos and freebies. Uh, we scoured GOG, we looked over Humble Bundle, there wasn't really anything there. Um, so, you know, hmm. we'll move right into the weekly news. Um, if you want to go ahead and kick that off, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we're starting out with a uh, kind of a, I don't know, is this a surprise announcement? Um, there's going to be a limited edition Spider-Man uh, PS4 bundle. Um, so it's a PS4 Pro that is basically red and it has the like Spider logo. When it comes to Spider-Man, has a red controller. Yes. Um, it's very, like, it's a very minimalist-looking uh, console. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's the console that you have, the PS4 Pro, 
um, with the old one terabyte terabyte hard drive yeah all red all red controller with white buttons and uh the like uh triangle square circle and x are all red as well on the white buttons Mm. um Mm. and the only thing uh, dark on it is a touchpad but on the console itself itself it just has a big like spider decal stuck to the top of it um it's not it's not really it's not pretty uh (laughs) Mm. Um, I agree. I mean, even I, I think the red color, I think it's the wrong red. Like, it doesn't appear to be the same red as his suit. It's kind of more, like, pinkish. Well, Maybe I'm colorblind. I think it's because it's matte. I think the console is very... It has a... Um, it's a texture rather than a gloss. Uh, right. So, I, I, I don't know. Um, it does look in different. The, in like, the trailer, they show it off looking glossy, but then when you actually see it, it looks a lot flatter. I can't really tell what's going on with it. I hope this is, like... Well, I mean, this is coming out in September, right? Yeah, yeah, seventh. Uh, it's it's too late for them to still be like shooting, I, yeah, uh, like ideas. Like it has to right. be it, right? Um, it should have been closer to like the on the box, like around Spider Man. That red that's around yeah. him, I think that's closer to what I expect with Spider Man. Um, I, I, my problem lies in just the design. Why didn't they do a spider web design? Why didn't they do, like, literally uh, anything else? It seems really lazy to just... On the handles of the controller, it would have been really cool to have a spider web. Yeah, just paint... That would have been sick. All right, guys, what do you want to do? Uh, well, let's paint it red and just slap a white sticker on top of it. All they right, sold. Had on, the, uh, on the controller, they also could have the buttons be blue, because there's a lot less white than there is blue on the outfit. Right. Like, I understand what they're doing with the console itself, but, like... The controller, they're really missing a lot of interesting... I mean, on the console, they should have just made it look like his, his outfit. Mm. Like, they should have just made it, like, the, the spider logo with kind of, like, blue outsides with the, uh, the red inside with the, the webbing. Yeah. Like, that could have been okay. I would have been okay yeah, with that. That would have been cool. Uh, been I don't know. Just, yeah, this I, seems I mean, like a missed opportunity. Like, it's just a little overpriced, I think, um, considering that... Well, it's it's gonna be four hundred, right? Like a normal. Um, um. I mean, if you were getting a pro, anyways, this would be a great buy. But like, I feel like everybody who's ever gonna get a pro has it by now. Yeah, I mean, if, if you are new to the game, like let's say you're like, okay, I, I play a lot of PC stuff, but there's some stuff that's coming, or I'm just a big Spider-Man fan. Here's my opportunity. Um, hmm. You know, I, I could see that, but this sitting next to. Uh, you know, sitting on the shelf, like I, I wouldn't pay eighty dollars more for this. Mm. Like, right. on top of what the system and the game costs together. Yeah. You know, so if it's four hundred, the game's sixty. You're looking at like, you know, close to like five hundred mm. for that. I wouldn't pay five hundred eighty dollars for this next to the mm. system that just comes with the the pro with the one terabyte, and then just buy the game by itself, like. I, I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's worth it. Um, I don't see the price on it on this article. Maybe I can find the price really quick. Um, yeah, somebody searched it. Uh, I was looking at some uh, comments and stuff. See if anybody had any. Like, I really want somebody to be like, "Yo, that's not red. That's like a magenta." Uh, right. Yeah, it's it's three ninety nine on Amazon. It looks. Yeah, like, three ninety nine uh, at GameStop as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, coming out the same day. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I guess that's up to interpretation. I'm interested to see what other people think of the design. If they're, uh, you yeah. know, if you want to shoot us a line, we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely uh, chat about this one. For sure. Cool. Um, as well, uh, you know, moving right along, it looks like Grand Theft Auto Online is getting another healthy update this coming up week. Uh, this update is going to bring back um, Tony Prince, aka Gay Tony, mm-hmm. uh, from Grand Theft Auto's four Grand Theft Auto Four's The Ballad of Gay Tony add-on, um, which which was fa- like I looking back at GTA Four, their two mm-hmm. add-ons were really good. It, to the point of they were like because the way they intersected the main game, like mm-hmm. if you have no idea, GTA Four is about diamonds. That's what the game is about. There's diamonds yeah. that are missing. Um, uh, Nico Bellic is on the hunt for these diamonds um, for somebody. Somebody has hired him to find these diamonds. But meanwhile, Gay Tony is looking for these diamonds, so he has this bodyguard, the character you play mm-hmm. in uh, the Ballad of Gay Tony, um, on the hunt for them as well. And then you also have the Lost Boy, uh, the Lost uh, Motorcycle Gang, looking for them mm-hmm. as well. And that's where. Um, um, I can't remember his name. The guy from the motorcycle gang. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, can't, I can't remember his name. Um, yeah. He's not doing so hot right now. Uh, after he met Trevor. Um, I do right. know that much. But, yeah, I, I, that was really, really cool. It All of the stories intersected. And it, it's nice to see some of these people are getting um, like called back to gta mm-hmm. online you were just saying before the show like it's awesome like how well that they've managed to upkeep this game and yeah, they, they've really like uh, they've really stuck to their guns and like continue to keep gta online fresh um right i mean they've really done a lot again that's certainly not my thing but you know sure. i can definitely respect the the game that i see going on here yeah yeah you know um, they... and it looks really good for red dead too oh yeah yeah i mean it's it, it's all about um like just upkeep with this game like this game is gonna outlast like moving forward obviously like it's gonna this is still gonna be a thing while red dead comes out people aren't just gonna stop playing gta online because red dead's out it's gonna be like like an x almost like uh like this is a go-to game for some people like how you know some people play uh call of duty or whatever you know this this is their kind of like Call of Duty, sit down, this is what I do after work, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Fort, Fortnite is that for a lot of people. Fortnite's right? I mean, that for, A lot of yeah. people still playing GTA. Yeah. And it's still really fun. The game, like... Like, sitting down and playing the single play... Like, even playing the online. Even if I'm, you know, just, like, messing around by myself or whatever. Which is what I... You know, I have people that I would play with, but... You know, I'm just... I've put in my time. I'm kind of done with it. But just sitting down and, like, messing around with it is still really fun. Just driving around, mm-hmm. you know, getting in a vehicle and just going to I- explore. That you know, that's totally a uh, still an interesting thing to do. So um, I don't know. And then they keep adding new things to it, like this. Uh, um, what are they calling it here? After hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, you get, it looks like you get a whole bunch of new locations that you can. Uh, like live in, customize um, garages for your vehicles and stuff like that. As well, mm. these uh, nightclubs offer a ton of different things 
Um, I think the line that they used was, um, you can do whatever you want um, as long as it doesn't cost me money. And that was a quote from Gay Tony. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, I look forward to, like, possible, like, cage fights and stuff like that um, that he was kind of notorious for in uh, GTA 4. Mm. But, yeah, that's looking good. Move right along. Cool. Do you want to go ahead? And then that's coming out quick, too. That's coming out That's uh, next Tuesday. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah Tuesday. Wow. All right. Um, so yeah, so the uh, speaking of DLC and more add-ons, uh, South Park Fractured Butthole <laughs> is getting a new DLC. Um, it's called Bring the Crunch. Uh, brings an entirely new story campaign to the game and introduces a new class to the battle system. The title is of course referring to Mintberry Crunch. Mintberry um, so Crunch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, so he's teaming up with the you know the game's group. Um, the team's investigating mysterious happenings at the sleepaway camp Lake Tardikaka, setting the stage for the new content and providing context for the new job, uh, the new class, which is Final Girl. Oh. So it seems like it's going to be like a horror. They named the lake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's so just terrible. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's funny. I, I'm really excited for this. I still have... Um... Uh, from Dust Till Casa Bonita to play through. Um, that's actually mm. one of the things that is on my um, on my backlog. One of the big things that's on my backlog right now, just because uh, you know I enjoyed the original game so much. But uh, I think I'm not exactly sure how long Dust Till Casa Bonita is. I, I imagine it's probably like four or five hours long, maybe. Mm. Um, and I imagine this one will be, you know, that or less. I imagine it'll be like five hours or less, pretty much. Um, yeah. So getting a few of them together and doing uh, like a big solid playthrough, I think that'll be. A, uh, I think that'll be something I'll do here in the future. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, kind of like we don't have a solid release or anything, but uh, the original um, Stick of Truth game is going to be coming out on the Switch as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, the financial report mentions July through September, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Right, and this is supposed to be coming as uh, coming digitally to the Switch as well. All mm. this stuff, right? It, it it wasn't digitally on the Switch, right? Uh, which one? The original? Um, either of them. I didn't think either of them were. I thought they were just physically. Was the fractured uh, butthole yeah, digitally? Sure. Uh, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, I thought I, I know it's with that. available, but it might be digital only. Okay, cool. So the big thing for the week, we thought we'd just cut it up um, and drop it right here, kind of in the middle of our weekly uh, of our weekly news. Since mm. it is kind of a bigger block, we'll just kind of run down, show a little bit of the trailer, um, and, t- mm. <laughs> and talk about it. Um, but San Diego Comic Con 2018 is uh, is happening. I believe it's actually still happening. Um, yeah, and I believe so. And they're continuing to just roll out things that are cool, questionable, and then, you know, would fall into our category of who the fuck asked for it. Um, So, you know, and and we're very interested to see what you guys think if you're in the chat. Uh, Just drop right in there what, you know, your thoughts are of these. Um, You know, if you're uh, listening to the podcast, drop us a line over, uh, over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. And, uh, you know, get the conversation going. Um, but first up for, 
the San Diego Comic-Con, one of the first things I saw was uh, Titans, the Teen Titans mm-hmm. movie. Um, mm-hmm. We had heard quite a bit about this moving forward. We had saw some pretty weird... Grungy. Gr- like, <laughs> yeah. like, you can tell that it was like, it was like when uh, Age of Apocalypse was coming out, and we saw those oh. shots of Apocalypse, and he was all purple, and he looked just fully stupid. <laughs> We're like, what yep. is this garbage? It's it, you know, it's very, uh, it, it was very similar with those. Um, Low budge. They haven't finished putting the the CG on it yet. Yeah, like it's pretty rough. But um, with Titans, uh, you know, we saw it, and um, you know, I, I guess what was your first opinion, or when you watched the trailer, what was your first thought? My thing is like, DC's really been fucking up with like going really dark i think yeah like teen titans was like one of the jokiest things on tv at the time yeah Uh, especially the original i mean teen titans go is 100 percent like only it's only like yeah fart jokes um and this is like oh we're going super dark with it and it's like okay that didn't work for superman it didn't work for superman and batman it didn't work for justice league it they clearly aren't doing it. We'll get to it later, but they clearly aren't doing it for the other DLC properties. Like Aquaman looks like it's going to be oh, pretty DC. funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, is that what I said? You said D- DLC. DLC <laughs> is really fucking this up. Now, there is some stuff that, like, there there's some kind of some rough patches with a lot of it. Like, they're really trying to make, uh, in my opinion, they're trying to make Raven look too young. Very, very. She was like the most mature of the group. Yeah, and now Easily. she's and now she's the she's youngest. The mom. Yeah, and now she's like a baby. They aren't including Cyborg, which is kind of weird. I think that's um, because he's already in. So yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> the I actor agree. needs work. It's like yeah. who gives a fuck? Um, um, yeah, I would love to have seen Aqualad. Yeah, <laughs> like th- this could have uh, been really cool with like uh, <clears throat> like they could have done something really really interesting here um but as i I was talking with some other people you know i said we you kind of have to find that uh you have to find that that silver lining on Mm. these kind of movies like i'm i'm a ninja turtles fan and Mm. that fandom is good god fucked so it's like you just (laughs) gotta you just have to go okay what's good about this and even if it's not a lot you have to go okay and just be I'll, happy I'll that. that that they're doing yeah. something with it. That it's not dead in the water. Right. So, they, I mean, you know, they are trying... It's kind of like Teen Titans Go. I mean, when Teen Titans Go was first coming out, everybody's like, okay, this is shit. This is trash. I hate this CalArts bullshit. Like, yeah. And then it ended up being a lot better, I think, than people were expecting. Yeah. Um, it's still... I mean, you know, I would still have preferred the original kind of anime-inspired show. Sure. But, yeah. like, I'd rather have Teen Titans Go than nothing. And, like, Teen Titans dies out and nobody gives a shit. Yeah. I mean, Teen Titans Go... I mean, it's not... Like it has its moments, it it has its mm. aha moments, and those are what's mm. really important. When they when they call back to something that's fantastic from the original Teen Titans, or they right. poke fun at like the costumes that they wore in like you know the eighties, in right. like the original comics and stuff, it's it, it's really funny. Um, well, some of the stuff is just totally like fucked that it made it into the show at all. Like right. it's kind of like in um, like SpongeBob had a lot of like adult jokes that were hidden throughout. They had the entire show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teen Titans Go definitely has that. There's the scene where like you just you see uh, Cyborg is like baking or he's like cooking, 
and like somebody walks past and it like there's just the screen clip of him looking at somebody's ass and like his automated fist is like punching the shit out of some hamburger <laughs> he's like beating his meat it's so fucking good let me i'm gonna look into this there there was a i think one of one of my favorites that was just like oh my god uh they went to the future they were looking for a stolen robin stolen sandwich they went to the future to find out robin had became nightwing Mm-hmm. And they're like Batwing. Uh, they're like Let, let's uh, <laughs> gross. Um, let's why don't we prank call ourselves in the future? So Cyborg prank calls himself, and uh, he's like, "Oh, no way!" And then he like hangs up, and he's like, uh, "Like I, you know, I'm part of I'm part of the Justice League." And mm. Beast Boy's like, "Let me do it," and he's like, "Hello, is Beast Boy there?" Uh uh huh, oh, oh really? Okay. And then he hangs up, and he's just like, "I don't want to talk about it," because fucking Beast Boy <laughs> dies. Damn. That's brutal. Like holy shit. So you know that one was pretty crazy. Um, and uh, you know the show has its moments that are good. Uh, Grim over here mm. says that this looks really bad. <laughs> um. I mean, it don't look good. It doesn't That's look great. Too. I think the, the it's, it could potentially be interesting. Yeah. Well, like what but. I can pull out of it is I do like the direction. Um, I, I like I like Robin, just the look mm. so far. Um, it, he looks to be a bit more emotional, but I guess mm. that kind of fits for the character that he's portraying, Dick Grayson. Yeah. yeah. Um, but well, who was the was. Because I know there's multiple Robins. What Robin was in the original Teen Titans? Um, uh, let me look. I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, yeah. The Robin because it. I don't know enough about it, to be honest. Uh, it was. Oh boy. Um. It's just Could give me the original Robin. Just give me the rundown. Yeah, uh, Richard Grayson. So Dick Grayson. Okay, Dicky. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Like that makes sense uh, on why he would. Um, yeah. You know why he would be as as brooding. I actually kind of like the grittiness. Um, mm. I know they're not in Gotham, mm-hmm. but it has like I. That's one thing that I love about. Batman, more than like it, almost in order for me, it it Batman's not even on the list. It literally goes the setting of Gotham, the villains, and then Batman. Hmm. <laughs> Those are the things that I like in in the order, um, and the villains really make that city like interesting, disgusting. Yeah, they make it yeah. they make it what it is. It has so much character, and it has it has character and it has history. And all this stuff. And I'm not even a huge Batman fan. I'm not even a huge DC fan. But I'm just recognizing yeah. the fact that it's, you know, that they've done this They've done this well. And mm. I, I, I think uh, the grittiness could be cool. But where they're really fucking up is just with every other character. Literally every other character aside from Robin. Mm. Like, like Raven being this very emotional young person is mm. insane to me 
Um, I, I don't even know about Starfire. Like, I, I'm like, uh, okay. Um, Beast Boy, uh, he, he could be okay. I'm not sure. And then where's Cyborg? I don't, yeah, I don't we know. don't really see enough of Beast Boy to know what's going on. Yeah, I can't pass judgment. The pictures that I've seen, yeah. uh, the shots that I've seen, it's like, what the hell is happening? But this You're like, is... What are we doing here? They're, they're, they're going to take this in such a weird way. This looks like it's going to be definitely an R-rated movie. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll probably go and see it, to be honest. Um, just to show that support. The same way, next weekend, I'm probably going to go see the Teen Titans Go movie. Um, mm-hmm. To be fair, I do have a free movie, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. That was just one of the first things that I saw. Uh, yep, I'm looking. Um, and there's been there's been a a lot of like TV show, especially like animated, um, and a, a lot of comic movie stuff, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, one of the other things that we got was pretty cool. Um, the uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Uh, like animated series is going to be returning. That's pretty uh, crazy. Disney and Lucasfilm announced Clone Wars would be coming back after a five-year hiatus. Very nice thing. Wow. To, nice way to say uh, Disney bought. Yeah. Lucas. And we were bought out. Down. Yeah. Um. So it takes place between uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. The original show is really good. It used to all be on. Um, it was all on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore because Disney's starting to get kind of weird about that. But um, yeah. Yeah, so they're going back to the show to try to finish up what they started. There's at least 12 more episodes coming. Um, season 7 and 8 for the Clone Wars uh, show had the scripts finished before it was canceled. Um, so they said it's it's pretty likely that they're going to continue to use some ideas from these, although it may not be directly, you know, what was planned before. And some of that's been leaked, what, what those were going to be. So Yeah, <clears throat> I think this is, um, this is a really good sign for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of those when uh, Disney was buying Star Wars. They were saying, you know, this this may be canceled right now, um, yeah. but it has been talked about. Like, do we want to return to this? Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's really good. They were um, the the properties they were talking about in general were um, Clone Wars and then Star Wars thirteen thirteen and some a few other smaller mm-hmm. titles. So I mean, that's really cool. Um, maybe. Uh, maybe Disney can do their own um, their own branch. Maybe they can revitalize, uh, you know, something Lucas, and then produce their own mm. Star Wars games or something. Uh, they develop and produce their own games. That would be really nice, I think. Yeah, we'll have to see where they go with it. Um, it's definitely been like difficult to like. Disney's been just very like weird behavior with Star Wars. Uh, decanonizing everything. Um, now potentially we're not going to get any more side project movies for a while. Like a lot of weird. Uh, they're they're very cagey around Star Wars. I mean they they backed out of video games right when they got the Star Wars license. Yeah, and uh, I, I, like, a, like a year or two later. I think that so. might be because it was just too much for them mm-hmm. to focus on this and that when they don't even have you know the proper knowledge for video games. I would say. That's why they offered. Mm-hmm. That's why EA, uh, you know, they just kind of continued with that it's partnership. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, but I think with the mistakes that EA has probably made, they're definitely considering doing something different. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, we'll see. 
there's uh, you you never know. You never know what's uh, around the corner, and you never know what Disney is going to pull. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, you know, Comic Cons and 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 video game shows and stuff like that. They're they're full of uh, full of surprises. So, I mean, sure. just like this, we didn't know. We had no idea. Yeah. Uh, but getting back to uh, DC, we have uh, we have a couple things. First off, we have Aquaman. They've shown off the Aquaman um, trailer. I, mm. I've watched it once, and I, I don't know. It's just it, it's not for me. I don't know. Yep, yep. As, as far as I'm concerned, it's nothing special. Like um, they try to make. I'm jokes really sick, and yeah, they try to make several jokes. I mean, a lot of the movie is just like wow, don't these effects look cool? Right. And it's like, you know, when you're doing like, um, especially like they show some scenes with the sharks and stuff, when it's all CG, it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have mostly a real shark and you put a little bit of CG on top of it, that looks good. Yeah. When it's entirely CG, it does not look good. Like, artists just are not at that level yet. You know what I mean? Um, certainly not moving sharks. <laughs> yeah, and and then again, like fluids with CG are a tough thing to deal with, especially mm-hmm. when you're animating. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you have to have that, that real motion and it's just hard. So for me, this, this, this movie is like CG and sex appeal. That's pretty mm-hmm. much what mm-hmm. they're aiming for with it. Um, 100%. And, and I've, I've thought that Aquaman was weird from, you know, the beginning with everything that they've turned him into in the DCU. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It just, it, it's, it's odd. It, it, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, it really blurs the line between Aquaman and something like a, like a God, like, mm-hmm. uh, like Poseidon, Poseidon or something like he would, I think he would play a better Namor, uh, Submariner mm. to be fair for Marvel, but well, Submariner's a lot like grittier, right? He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind like of a more serious character. He's a bearded individual and. You know, he is he is the king of Atlantis. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I really don't... Uh, like, it seems like it's got some, like, bad tropey shit. Um, and, and you I'm were... Not, I'm say- not into what it's doing. Yeah, you were saying earlier that, like... You're like, what? what is this? Like, so they're going with that again? That, oh, I was picked on as a kid and now I'm a... You know, now I'm a superhero? Yeah, it's like, oh, he discovered real while he was at the aquarium that he can talk to fish. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's super lame to start with. Very. And then secondly, like, didn't Harry Potter do this, like, 20 years ago? Yeah. And, well, it wasn't... <laughs> and I understand It that. wasn't an aquarium, it was a reptile house, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't... That wasn't original back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, back then, I was like, wow, this is really tropey. <laughs> I'm like six. Yeah. I was a real cunt. I didn't even know what that word meant. <laughs> well i thought i was talking about nerds rope so just to be fair but okay. uh like i really don't think that these those are good these movies are doing like there's something cool that you can do with superhero movies right and it doesn't have to be like a dude jumping over a big wave you know what i mean or like swimming really fast yeah like i don't know i i really think they miss out um we have something coming up in a couple here that i think those superhero movies really right yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, let's roll off of that badness to slightly better but still bad looking uh, Shazam. Yeah, with this, I really feel like they're uh, embracing the 
comedic the cringe. The, well, the comedic yeah. side of um, for sure. You know, and I think that's probably good. I don't know shit about Shazam, to be fair. No. So I, the, I think it like I think you open Shazam and then it can tell you what songs playing on the radio. Wasn't there? That's what I know about Shazam. <laughs> was didn't Shaquille O'Neal play Shazam? Uh, that was Kazam. Oh shit! It was Kazam. Yeah, you're right. That was Shaq Fu. That, oh yeah, Shaq Fu. Hmm. Obama. Shazam and Mr. Clean like are fighting for the throne. They're cleaning it up. Uh, did you see that image of Mr. Clean? Okay, this is unrelated. <laughs> but there's like an image online, and it's Mr. Clean, and he's like standing. You can see it's a profile. You see the back of his head, and he's silhouetted against like a night sky, and there's like a comet. And it says like it says like um, I want like I want to clean the world or something like that, and like people are like uh, interpreting it as if that's like a nuclear missile, and he's like obliterating mankind because we make messes. Jesus, it's very good. Okay. It's extremely good. But yeah, with but yeah, I'm really with, yeah. I have you, I have zero background information on Suzanne. Yeah, it, and and the way they're going with this, I'm not sure if it's you know this is the way you know things went down originally. Um, mm. But the kid is uh, in a foster home with another uh, kid that has some sort of uh, disability. Uh, he kind of has, like, one of those, like, arm crutches. And, uh, you know, he sticks up for his brother and while he's running away from the people that are trying to kick his ass. Uh, he mm-hmm. ends up basically... Oh, he ends up on a subway train and... Uh, I guess he gets this power, which takes this kid, this like young teenager, and turns him into a full-grown really superhero bad. man. Right. It's very bizarre. Very weird. Um, and then uh, you know the trailer kind of starts going through like different tests that the you know that he's trying to do. Um, you know, flight, mm-hmm. super strength, um, and 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 you know all that stuff. Um, and then it starts getting into comedy of like he's charging people's phones with his. Uh, like electrical blasts, um, it blows up somebody's galaxy. It notes blows six. up his yeah, it blew the guy's arm off. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and and it does some it does some cool stuff. Like he's out there kind of like fighting crime. He stops a uh, a robbery of a convenience store by beating the shit out of the guys that are robbing the place, and then they took a bunch of like junk food mm-hmm. because he's like like maybe fifteen. So I, I don't know it. It looks like it could be a fun movie, um, but I don't know. This is this is a lot closer to like this is something you can do. Like, okay, what would a kid do if they got superpowers? They do stupid shit, right? <laughs> like, uh, that's probably the way they should be going with it. To be honest, yeah. And like, I, I think their downfall for and going back to Teen Titans is just not having a mm. like they need to set up these settings. You know, they need to mm. set up this is Metropolis and this is the feel of Metropolis and this is the feel of Gotham and this is the feel of, you know, these different areas. And then when you start to do that, you can kind of blend those characters into the environment. Like the environment's happening this way because of this, right? You know, and then this is where the hero comes in to stop the villain. That's kind of the point. And they're, they're too wrapped up in uh, like gimmicky like campy bullshit to actually do that to actually tell the story right and right. I, I think i think that's where i think that's where dc's failing yeah but what do i know i'm just some asshole on a podcast right mm. 
Cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, after that, we've got uh, the first teaser trailer for, uh, I guess, sequel to Legendary's new Godzilla movie. Um, so mm-hmm. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, this is the one, I think, that had a really, like... The first movie had a really good trailer where, like, Godzilla was, like, standing in the mist. And he was just so massive, it was, like, hard to process what you were seeing. Right, right. Um, which I think it did a really good job of scale. Um, the movie, for what it was, was not super great. Um, so it seems like we're... Hopefully, this is the one that corrects the path. And that one came out in, like, 2016, 2015, maybe. So they're taking their time with these. They're not trying to put out the Godzilla Extended Universe or anything weird. Um Oh, and it has, um, what's her name from Base Motel? Sophia Vergara. Oh. Yeah, I just saw her randomly in there. Um, uh, Vera, Vera Farmiga. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the right one. Not, I They're, said the wrong one. It's really close. The names look like na- those names are, yeah, they it's rhyme. Really You're right. It's really odd. But. Sophia Vergara, I forget who that is. I think, I, I think the problem with this that I can already tell is mm. instead of, like, the last one, it was like, okay, let's focus on Godzilla. And, you know, in, in what he's doing. This, I don't think they're going to focus on Godzilla at all. The name is just going to be there. Um, right. I mean, he's he seems to be, like, sort of like a cataclysmic, like, end-of-days style threat. And then there's some other weird shit going on. It's like, you know all of the movies that made the millions of, like, Japanese Godzilla movies? Well, we're going to just uh, take all of those monsters and put them in one movie and then overwhelm yeah. you with it and ruin it. I feel like yeah, we that's definitely what I'm see, um, So we definitely see like what appears to be Mothra. Um, we see um, the three-headed dragon that I can't remember the name of. Right. Um, uh, didn't you say you saw so the metal one? Uh, Mecha? Oh, I don't think Mecha's in it. I said don't give me a Godzilla movie if there's no Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Mecha Godzilla is basically just a nuclear power plant with legs. <laughs> Shit! Sophia Vergara is the chick from uh, uh, yeah. Modern Family. <laughs> yeah. God, what's her name? No idea. No, no, the chick from Bates Motel. Um, oh, Vera Farmiga. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same name, basically. That is a hard. Wow, that is that is a rough name. Yeah. Ah. But uh, yeah, so I mean, this one. It, What's weird is that they show all this, like, monster footage and everything, and then they don't show monsters fighting each other, which is what the fuck I'm here for on some Godzilla shit, you know? Right. So, you know, I'll probably check it out. It's, like, the first one was like, oh, this is interesting. So I imagine this one will be like, oh, that scene was cool. (laughs) It's kind of, like, in the category of Pacific Rim to me. Like, really not a great movie, but kind of some cool shit going on. And it has Charlie Day in it, so it gets passed. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I'd be interested to... I, like, I really don't know what they're doing with this movie. Like, I no concept of what the story is or whatever, so... That could yeah. Be the, the space for something cool. Is that like a giant turtle monster? I don't really understand what all they're, like, referencing. Because I just don't understand. I, I'm not a big enough fan of Gojira. I was I was interested to see who, uh... Who was director and producing and stuff like that. Mm. Um... And it's next summer. It's still a year off. So I think it's a little early to drop a trailer, too. Michael Daughtry is the director. Um, yeah, I was interested. Vera Farmiga's because, great. Uh, yeah, Vera. Like, she does a lot of production as well. She does a lot of production and directing. So I was curious, and maybe she was... Like, she produced, like, almost all of Bates Motel. Mm-hmm. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of... That was kind of, like... That was, like, her thing. 
Yeah. Which was, I mean, it was, a, it was a great series. All right. And actually, the next one's probably more up your alley than, than mine. Uh, yeah, so um, kind of the third uh, in a extremely unexpected trilogy. Um, so if you saw Split, mm-hmm. uh, what, last January? Um, yeah. You right. noticed, or it was January, February, something like that. If you saw Split, you noticed that um, it was, at the end, they sort of teased that it was a sequel to uh, Unbreakable, which is like a 2001 or 2002 Shyamalan movie. Mm-hmm. Um so now we're getting ready to ride into the third uh, that kind of like will tie the two stories together. Um, so yeah, this this third movie is called Glass. It's sort of based on the villain of Unbreakable. Um, and it's like... Uh, so S- Split was about um, multiple personality disorder and what that could manifest like if somebody... If one of the personalities was essentially like a, you know, a quote-unquote like superhero, supervillain. Um and Unbreakable was about a guy who is Bruce Willis and he meets somebody who tells him that he's like probably a superhero. And then he starts to realize he's like, Oh fuck, I am a superhero. So, uh, it's, it's so, really cool. Um, it's just it's a great idea. So now they're like, there's a, there's the psychologist that's looking into people that believe that they're superheroes and they're like, Oh, well we're going to be able to disprove that you're a hero. Cause like, it's just not possible. And then they're going to like repeatedly like, uh, do some crazy shit to like freak her out, probably. Yeah. Um, from the trailer, oh, you yeah, can definitely the, get that feel. Yeah, and the it's I mean it's a great cast. They're all amazing actors. Um, Sam L was the villain who yeah. goes whose last name is Glass. Uh, basically, he's the fish from SpongeBob that is like just constantly breaking every bone in his body. <laughs> um, there's a, it, like that was a really subtle reference. So like it, it looks really good. I mean, Unbreakable was a great movie. Split was really good. And when you find out that Split is a sequel, it, like, fucking blew my mind. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see this one. It looks like they might be getting ready to jump the shark. So I'm a little worried about it. But, uh, you know, ultimately, I mean, it brings back everybody, pretty much every main actor from the previous movies, and it looks really interesting. So, I mean... It's the most hair I've ever seen on Sam L. Jackson. Yeah. In the movie. It looks great. Um, what... Like, but my question is, if if Sam Sam L is Mister Glass and the show is named Glass, you would presumably think that this is mostly about him, right? Uh, well, I I don't know. I mean, Unbreakable is sort of what they referred to as uh, Bruce Willis's character, right? It's kind of a joke. The reason that it was Bruce Willis is because his guy is like unkillable in every movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think it's like Glass was a he's like a basically a genius who um is like trying to f- discover if there are superheroes in the world and the first uh, you know an unbreakable so there's probably like this has probably been part of his plan all along or something like that so okay let's see how it plays out but i'm, I'm definitely super interested and you have uh, uh what's her last name's paulson from all the american horror story stuff mm. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks. She's, she just plays every the, character. <laughs> she she plays a psychiatrist as well. She's great. She's definitely going to be in the upcoming American Horror Story. Um, what is it? Murder mm-hmm. House. Morals. Murder House. Coven crossover. Yeah. Which was also talked about Comic Con. We didn't. We mm-hmm. don't have anything on that. But. Um, maybe next week, maybe. But yeah, this is yeah. coming out. So what did it say? January of uh nineteen. Uh yeah, that sounds right. Let me see. Something of nineteen. Yeah, January so twenty. Doing January. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be so. That's not bad. 
Um, and then moving forward into more cringeworthy territory, um, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, got a an official trailer with bonus sneak peek. Uh, of course, going to be coming out on Nickelodeon. Um, yeah, man, I, I I don't know about this. Uh, I, and by saying it's a really weird uh, follow up for Rise of the Tomb Raider, you know, like. <laughs> they they just don't have like they, they're taking all the things that made Ninja Turtles interesting and they're making them like realistic so like mm. Raphael is the asshole and he's mm. the guy who gets hit the most and he's the guy who can potentially do the most damage so instead of just making him that character and being a badass and, you know, showing that he's a badass, they just physically made him look like the biggest guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's it, it's that kind of thing that just makes me go, ugh. And then the art style itself is such a departure from, like, what you'd expect of Ninja Turtles. Even the weapons. They start to do weird things with the weapons. And, uh, I mean, this pretty much isn't... Like, I wouldn't even go into this thinking that it's a Ninja Turtle show. I would go into this thinking it's a show that has Ninja Turtles in it. Right, right. It's sort of its own different thing. It might make it better for you, you know, thinking mm. about it. And, I mean, this is this is going to be the Teen Titans Go version of Ninja mm. Turtles. Um, it looks really... Like, I actually really like the art style, but not for... Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean, the art style's fine. They could have done this, but it, it's like they're just going. They're the two on. They're just two on the nose with it. You know, yeah. look, look, look at look at Donatello. He's decked out in all this gear. He has like like night vision goggles. Yeah, his, He's his basically Sam Fisher. His, yeah, his his spear has a grappling hook on the end of it, and he just has all this tech stuff and. You know, Raphael's massive. Uh, Michelangelo is always the idiot. He's always the kind of guy that's kind of, like, dopey. But they made him physically small. They made him mm. the smallest of all of them. And then Leonardo, he's, like, very serious. You can see he has, like, uh, war paint on his face. And mm. it's just, like... It's, it's so weird. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know if we even have a... Uh, I don't even think we have like when that's coming out. Let me look and see. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find when that's supposed to be coming out. Oh, it says the first episode. Oh, it says the first episode already aired. Damn, interesting. Um, no, no, no. Whole episode of Comic Con. It says the first episode aired the 20th, so I think it's getting confused with something at Comic-Con. It looks like it's September 17th. Okay. Uh, but meanwhile, in this promo, they're still showing the old Ninja Turtles, which I actually didn't hate. The mm. Like, the last series that they, uh, that they yeah, created. Yeah, it was kind of like a faux 3D-looking... Yeah, it, uh, I actually I actually didn't mind that at all. It had the hard, like, dark edge around everything. It popped a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was really on board with that. I was less on board with what they were doing with um, April O'Neil and Casey Jones. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then this seems like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
don't know. Yeah. Um, but going. Could be cool. Go, it, it could be. Looks rough. But I'm I'm <laughs> not holding my breath. Not super hopeful, yeah. Uh, and then continuing in um, into the weird, this one is going to be showing up on Cartoon Network. It is Mega Man. Uh, what is it called? Fully charged. Um, it is fully torqued, fully torqued, uh, and horked and ready to roll. Uh, to me, mm. this looks like Ben 10 art style mm. and everything looks yeah. Ben 10. Um, yeah. but it's Mega Man and I'm not exactly sure where we're going with this, but, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the fuck is <laughs> like, here it is. It actually seems like I definitely would have been into this as a kid, but like, sure. might, it might seems like they man. definitely missed it. Like how many, like, 11 to 15 year olds are super into Mega Man at this point. Yeah. The people who are really into Mega Man are 45 years old. Right. Like, I'm not even. We're ready for the, like, we're ready for the dark, gritty Mega Man show where he, like, fucks like a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out it's a man. It's not what you think. It's a Mega Man. Watch till the end. (laughs) What you see will shock you. <laughs> that was that worked out great. So prostitute man versus like big boy slim or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I can see some boy very slim. good shit. Fat boy man slim. Nah, man. Slim Jim. So like it's just I just don't think it's if dude if they did it in an eight bit if they made an eight bit show or like sixteen bit that'd be amazing. Yeah, if they would have made this um, like we saw in the opening here, they had this like. Mm-hmm. Like the font, this like right here. The guy basically like busting out of. I mean, th- uh, this right here, where it's like Mega Man versus Spider Man. If they made an entire show kind right. of like this, and then That'd be sick. just make the show look like the game, that'd be kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Not where he's just running in a two D world, like give it like a three D whatever, and have it you I know mean, you be do all a show. Kind of weird shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like play with it and figure out what you know. Take the things that people liked about it. You know, like uh-huh. make something. Hey, do I like that? No? Well, okay, then don't put that out. That's fine. Um, right. But yeah, this one for me is like, why why, 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 why are mm-hmm. we doing this? Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, weird. I agree. Uh, the next one, I don't think either of us have really any no. knowledge. We'll just, of. I guess, mention it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, Young Justice. Uh, they they kind of showed off the season three. Um, I, I guess just a typical trailer to like kind of show the arc of what they're going to work on doing in the third season now this i'm really behind this art style mm-hmm. looks they're great like edgy real anime style they're gonna fuck it looks a lot like uh what i would imagine uh teen titans would look like if it continued this is what i want teen titans to look like today right which it sort of is i guess <laughs> i mean in a way uh um, kind of but it's like we need to get back like we need to get this shit on track and like show what the, like people want you know what i mean yeah like their focus the, fo- the focus groups that they're going with are not are not working for them yeah i don't they're like not representative of anybody in real in the real world yeah like i don't understand where they're finding these people <laughs> it was like it was like and it's always sunny when uh charlie kept th- they were on a game show that was like family feud and charlie kept throwing out really ridiculous answers and it turns out he was in the focus group <laughs> he was always right it was always the bottom, the last answer, and he was in the focus group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Young Justice Outsiders that was shown off. 
as well as the Steven Universe movie um, coming to Cartoon Network, which I'm actually I'm actually pretty stoked about. I really like Steven Universe. That could be cool. Um, where they I got into Steven Universe, but I'm I'm into that whole like I'm really into like the meme culture around it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the, no. the the show is like it's it's transformed a lot, uh, where it tackles a lot of like interesting things like even Mm -hmm. like things that you know been around forever like people hating their job um you know they take that you know they've tackled all of that and uh now the the people that they've been hiding from and that they were fighting against have literally in the episodes come to their doorstep Mm -hmm. and now it's time to explain you know what you know what steven's mom basically has done which mm-hmm. he is his mom, which is really weird. Um, yeah. So, so it's one of those things yeah. you really have to, you really have to watch to figure out because it's all about mm-hmm. like the the gemstones and like reincarnation and uh, it's it, it, it's a really interesting, uh, really interesting series that has uh, so great music and it reminds me a lot of, of course, um, Rebecca Sugar. She worked on Adventure Time, so it reminds me a lot of Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. What were it's, you? It's a uh... Is is the movie like the end of the TV series? Uh, so I haven't are, heard are they ending the animated series and doing the movie because that'd be kind of weird to just have a movie in the middle. I, but I can see it. I think it's just a movie for television. I don't know if they're this is going to be something in theaters. They said it's mm-hmm. going to be on Cartoon Network. So, mm-hmm. um, but they, they do their seasons really weird. They'll do five episodes like every two months. Uh huh. And then that, and that's it. Like the, and they'll do that for like they've done that for as long as I've been watching the show. Huh. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, they kind of work on their own time, and, you know, they develop the characters the way that they think they should go. I don't think uh, when they started, they had it planned out this far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they had certain small things planned out, um, like one of the characters, uh, his growth, the way that he grew and, and left... Uh, I think that was, uh, you know, things like that were planned out, but um, like all of the in between stuff, it almost reminds me of like filler, but the filler is still really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know where uh, where they're going with this movie. Um, I don't know if this is the next thing we're gonna get, and if so, um, I feel like it's gonna have to show up here soon. So I, I don't mm-hmm. even, I don't know. They didn't. They just said coming soon to Cartoon Network. So. We don't know, but that, that was pretty cool. I like that one. Cool. Oh. Um, so yeah, we got a uh, another show from George R. R. Martin when he should be finishing my fucking book for me. <laughs> um, he's like, so he's working on a guy. show called uh, Night Flyers. It's gonna it looks like it's gonna be coming to Netflix. Um, kind of like a sci-fi, like uh, sort of like Alien Contact style movie. Okay. Um, I haven't heard anything about. Which this. looks looks pretty all right. Um, George R. R. Martin's like a lot of his. What's the R R stand for? Uh, retarded. I don't know if that's right. Retard. I have no. I, he did it to be like J R R. Tolkien, hundred mm-hmm. percent. There's no way it's real. Even if it's real, I don't believe it. Um, he's just a big fan of Ricky Ricardo. Uh uh-huh. He loves I Love Lucy. Okay. All right, that could be it. 
Um, yeah, I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> his his side stuff that's not Game of Thrones tends to be pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like he has the extremely long running. Um, what is it like? Uh, it's like a. I, there's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to think. It's like a card. It's like based on cards, like suits, uh, suits of cards, like diamonds. <laughs> it's like a whole like thing. It's kind of like how um, Stephen King has this whole like gunslinger dark tower universe that most people don't know about because it's just not mm-hmm. like not to say that it's not good, but it's just really odd and like that there's this big deep like fantasy sci-fi universe that exists. Um. So, you know, this I, this could definitely be super weird. Um, but I think it'd be pretty good to check out. And then, of course, everybody's joking, like, well, since this is Martin, you know, like, all the characters we see in the trailer are going to die. Uh, right. So, it could be pretty cool. And it's, you know, it's about aliens and shit, so nothing uncool about that. Okay, I had to look it up because, you know, it was going to bother me until it did. Until I found out. Mm-hmm. The first R came from his father's name, Raymond. The second R is for Richie. A name uh, which came with confirmation um, goes on about some so he did add stuff. It. Uh, I wanted the double R in my artistic name because it's very George Martin is a very common name, and there are a lot of George Martins. So, mm-hmm. yes, he did it. Yeah, he just to wanted to be like, like Tolkien. Tolkien, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. I just so, wanted yeah, that confirmation. Um, Yep, so that's that'll be some kind of weird sci-fi, of course. Speaking of weird sci-fi, you can't get much weirder or more sci-fi than Doctor Who. Doctor what, yeah. Doctor hmm? Whomst. Doctor Hong? Doctor Whomstead of... Hong. So, um, Doctor Hong is uh, coming out with Series 11, the first time they're having the female Doctor. Hey! Uh, Jodie Whittaker. So, she's a great actress, mm-hmm. so um, this should be, I mean... Uh, I would have been cool. I mean, I, I heard a lot of the people who were, like, runners-up. I would have been probably cool with anybody. Uh, Peter Capaldi was really good, but I think the show had, like, a pretty massive die-off during his run. Uh, yeah, uh, Just because they went from, like, a super young, super popular, super relevant to, like, an old guy. Right. And people were kind of tuned out, I think. Um, a lot of people were into Doctor Who for, like, the hot actor or whatever, which I'm right. like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, you're in the wrong town. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I guess like we're let's go right back to that and get some I, hook people right back in. I, I really wanted, I really want to like Doctor Who, but I just I don't know mm. why. Like I've tried, I've tried from the be- really, I've like, tried from the beginning. I've tried picking up where people are like try here. Um, mm. When we lived together, I tried watching the series that the mm-hmm. uh, not series the uh, season that you were couple really episodes. Into. Yeah, yeah, and I you know I tried it and it just it didn't grip me. And uh, it's I don't know. really specific. Uh, uh, Doctor Who is super specific, and, and I love everything that it does, and that's the problem. Uh, it, it's it's totally up my alley, but I don't know why it just doesn't do it for me. I love I, I love uh, like I'm a big fan of some British shows. Like that's not mm. the problem at all. It just I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll try it again with this chick. It's, we'll see um, what happens. You know. Yeah, it's definitely like the change of a doctor is always a good time to try to get on board. Right. Uh, just because you're you're not missing anything that they won't directly reference. It looks like their budget actually is back up. For Peter Capaldi, they cut the budget a lot. Uh, so like with Matt Smith, they were making like uh, like movie quality episodes every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, they were really spending that motherfucking cash paper. Yeah, didn't they do some like really big like Christmas episodes and stuff? 
Oh yeah, yeah. They always do the big Christmas episode. Oh, but okay. um, I mean, they had some like particularly good shit. And then with Peter Capaldi, they really went back to like. Um, it seems like they really cut the budget. The a low lot. quality. Uh, I think because that was always like Doctor Who's. I think what it was is that with Matt Smith and especially with like the end of David Tennant, they were getting away from what the the producers and the you know some of the original people thought that Doctor Who was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, okay, so now it's like a high budget, like deep sci-fi, like young people's like sexy crush show. And they were like, we don't really want to do that. Like, we want this to be kind of tacky, weird, low budge sci-fi like a dude has like a toaster strapped to his arm and he's an alien you know what i mean right and then that seems to not really super work um so i think they're gonna get into some more kind of um kind of hopefully find a happy middle because i do think toward the end that matt smith kind of got too big um yeah so 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 i I think i think david Tennant, matt smith they have these guys in there and they're like how can we pull mm -hmm. this back well, let's put Peter Cabalti's old balls on, on screen right. for, for a season. Right. We'll see what happens. 100%. So, <laughs> you know, I, and I like Peter Capaldi a lot. He's a great actor. Everything he's in is really good. On Skins, when he's, like, the main character's dick dad, and he has, like, a heart attack and dies, and the kid just, like, leaves him in the house for a few days. Like, he's amazing <laughs> in some of the shit he does. Um, so, you know, I, I, and I don't think that he was bad for the role. I think they just, the, I think the production was off. Right. Uh, also, Peter Capaldi was when um, the original showrunner, well, not the original showrunner, but the showrunner who had brought it back left. So um, they were kind of, you know, figuring out uh, where to go in a lot of ways. Um, and I think they kind of missed it. And again, it's like with a lot of uh, like Doctor Who is uh, if you're not like a deep fan that watches all the sh- like I have some of the old like original series from like the 60s, like. I'm not your average consumer of Doctor Who for sure. Um, so the the real way that you get into Doctor Who is just to watch the good episodes. Because um, it's like an anthology series in a lot of ways. Kind of like Twilight. Like Twilight Zone in general is a bad show. Like it's not just generally every episode sucks. But then there's these episodes in it that are extremely good. And I think like Doctor Who is, is uh, they've got like the Blink episode with the like stone angels that only move when you're looking away right like that's amazing yeah yeah it's easily like one of the scariest hours of television like extremely good um there's some really good like character building in some of the episodes like um a couple of the things like the movies are always really good um so you know you have to come at it from a certain way and then it's it's just not always going to work like i have a lot of friends that i mentioned doctor who and they're like oh yeah you know i've seen a couple episodes i'm not really into it and it's like you just you just don't like it like yeah there's really not anything you can do about it yeah and Um, i mean i i do i really want to get into it i i I feel like it has to be something specific that pulls me in because i mean the cheesiness is right there for me like Uh i'm a big fan of that i mean it's very like early star trek it's it's not that it's even dry it's just that it's i feel like it has everybody points where it posts where it's like okay Mm -hmm this is what's happening and it just goes on. And I'm like, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not engaging. Well, it's a lot. Um, it's very about the characters and not about what's happening, but the structure of the show makes you think it's about whatever the plot of the episode is. And it's really not. It's about how this like dingus, like goes about living their life in this weird circumstance. Right. Um, so in that way, it's definitely slow. Like 
I like to compare it to like I'm super into Hannibal, the TV show, mm-hmm. and that's like the slowest TV on like on television. Uh, Hannibal, like they would build up three episodes to reveal like who some murderer is, and they've only committed one murder. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even like like at SVU, you find like nine people. You know, Law and Order, you find nine people that could have been it, and it's not them, and then you find the person who did it. Yeah. So. Uh, it's just it's it's and then it was Robin it's, Williams and he jumped into a he jumped into the river damn, and got that was away. A great episode, wasn't that amazing episode? I want to we we should we should uh we should mention that Robin Williams episode like all the time. We've been referencing it lately. Yeah, yeah, we should reference it all like right. once a show. <laughs> all right, so we'll scoot along to some more uh, British uh, kind of weird shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the next uh, Harry Potter, um, specifically Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, so yeah, this actor, uh, Eddie Redmayne, that plays, um, what, Newt Scamander, um, <laughs> he was actually in the running, or, you know, as at least people thought that he could have been one of the next Doctor Who's. Whom's? Doctor Whom. Um, Doctor Whomstas. So uh, we're kind of moving on. This one is going to feature... Um, a lot more of like Dumbledore's backstory from when he was in school and everything. Of course, he's played by, um, damn, just lost his name. There it goes. Yep. I'm looking right at him. This is brutal. You know who it is. So, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know who it is. God damn it. It's right on the fucking end of my deck. I'll be back shortly. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, talking about, uh, Johnny Depp's portrayal of Grindelwald, which has kind of got some issues of its own. Um, repo men actor. So I just <laughs> Jude Law. God fucking damn it! Ah, so Jude of Law it. is young Dumbledore. Um, I like this feels really hobbity to me. Like I feel like they're cramming too much into something where it doesn't necessarily belong. Um, why does an author of a book about animals like why is he stopping like essentially Sauron, like the first Dark Lord over here? You know what I mean? Right. Um, especially in something that's clearly supposed to be about Dumbledore, because that's why Dumbledore's famous. Like, not only is he like, okay, so he was the defense against the Dark Arch teacher. He's great, you know, whatever. Kind of like a cool guy. He's just generally like hanging loose, like chilling out. You know what I mean? Looking fly as fuck. Mm. And then he like accidentally like made best friends with somebody who would go on to become an evil dark wizard and he had to like kill him. <laughs> so like, why is, why are they tying in this like, sort of like a weird zoologist into it like why is this still being considered fantastic beasts and where to find them considering that there don't appear to be any animals in the story well other than what they add by by strictly by him being there yeah yeah I, um, I, they're they're sort of not doing the american school thing because this is pretty clearly set in the uk again mm-hmm. um it seems like it's it's kind of a missed opportunity to just be like just make a wizarding world universe it doesn't have to be Newt Scamander, you know. Well, I think that that like it would have been it would have been smart. Well, for one, I do I think this is still like New York, like early New York. Mm, well, they're hopping between both. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think it would have been smart to make him a background character. Mm. Okay, so Fantastic Beasts, where to find them? This is the movie. Um, and then you could have made a movie just called Crimes of Grindelwald in, yeah. the, in the Wizarding World. And you can make Wizarding these characters... World, Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, that you can make these characters recur. That's fine. Um, but you could have stepped in, you know, whoever you wanted to be the main 
you know, the main character. Mm-hmm. You could have made Dumbledore the main character. Um, yeah. Or whatever. Or, I mean, maybe even not even have a main character. Just kind of bounce between characters Sorry. like you're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to make it... I don't know, just to make it interesting. But focusing yeah, on kinda, focusing really on weird. those American schools, that would have been that would have been the, the best thing to do. I mean, mm-hmm. the setting, the characters in Harry Potter are definitely good, but that setting in Harry Potter yeah. is like when you see that castle for the first time when they're going across the lake, just like fully it's, cream. It's itself. it's a holy shit moment. It's like almost like a cinematic moment that mm-hmm. I mean you're gonna remember forever. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, when you think of the shots from Harry Potter, there are a few of them that are, like, go-to. And mm-hmm. I think that's probably that, one the of them. the castle coming out over the lake is definitely one. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah, mean... It really is... Uh, you know. It's unusual, like, the, the direction that they're going with. And a, a lot of the, like, um, situation, I guess, around the movie, like, there was a huge fan petition to get Johnny Depp removed because he'd beat the shit out of his wife during like filming <laughs> i i don't uh which is pretty heavy i don't think he should have been in there in the beginning to he be honest. shouldn't have been in there in the first place there's no reason to cast johnny depp in this and we were talking about this ahead of the show too but it's like harry potter really took off as like the students were pretty much like i mean of course they were all child actors or whatever but they were basically normal people yeah um they i mean we had a few a few well-known semi-famous actors in the cast yeah maggie Um, smith like maggie smith who's huge but uh you know it was like especially considering who the target audience is like nobody cast maggie smith in a movie in a harry potter movie and they were like this will get the coveted like 35 to 50 year old woman crowd you know what i mean (laughs) she was in it because she was good right like she was in it because she could do the role yeah and she wanted to because because when somebody was reading this, they pictured her as the face of McGonagall. Right. Exactly. And then, she, and then she was available at the right time. Right. So, like, you know, it's kind of, it is really weird, like, that now they're, like, banking on these, like, big names, it seems like, which is, like, the antithesis of what the original movie did. Um, and it's, like, why does Johnny Depp need to be here? Right. Like, you know, why does, why does this need to be Jude Law? I love Jude Law. Sure. But why does this need to be Jude Law? Yeah, you know, I, I think they're. Um, it's very odd. I don't think they're going to find success again until um, they make those appropriate changes to bring the series I mean, the back to what one, made, it, made it fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I know people who are huge Harry Potter fans. You know, read every book multiple times while they were growing up. They watch the movies like every Christmas, every Halloween, every summer. Mm-hmm. Like, and and they were like, you know, I was like, okay, what do you think of Fantastic Beasts? And they're like, oh, you know, I haven't really seen that one yet. Like it's like, like, how do you miss out on this crowd? Like, this is a money making machine. How do you fuck that up? Yeah, and it's not hard to be like even myself. I I, I would consider myself to be a pretty big fan of the Harry Potter mm. universe. Uh, and sure, I liked the Fantastic Beasts movie. It didn't hit the chord that mm-hmm. like it was well under what any other of the movies were yeah you know what i mean like it didn't even like like measure up but Mm. yeah it just i I don't know it's it's okay real so we gotta we gotta comment on the side over here what the fuck do we have grim here for from the uk if he doesn't comment about harry potter and doesn't comment about doctor who fuck off (laughs) 
Yeah, he's not a fan of anything that's UK related. I think he only watches garbage American television, and it's why it's still on the air. That's why, yeah. Billy the fucking exterminator. Billy the fucking exterminator. That's on you. That's on you, Grim. (laughs) Fuck. All right. That's enough on that's, uh, that's enough on Fantastic Beasts and I've, I've honestly I've never met a British person that was into Doctor Who. It's really fucked. <laughs> they, they're like, no, it's overrated. You know why? Would, why, why would I like that? That's that's just everybody's like, oh, my mom liked that show when she was a kid. The biggest export of <laughs> television yeah. to America from our country. It's um, the only reason you were added to the EU. <laughs> Just wanted to import that shit cheap. The next thing uh, being the second to last thing that we're going to talk about for the San Diego Comic-Con 2018, things that we've seen that were interesting or what the fuck, um, is a made-for-television movie based on an Invader Zim made-for-television movie entitled Enter the Florpus. No idea. No idea what this is about. Um... Dude, it looks great. Though. It looks so good. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, what's his name? John Vasquez. Hmm. I, I think that's the guy who makes it. Um, yeah, um, I mean his his art is so like these were doodles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These are mm-hmm. very very he just kept it going. doodles that just. Um, what was what did he make? He made another thing called I think it was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh I think that's God. what he became known for. Yeah, he cre- best known for creating the comic book Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh, okay. And it's spinoff it's Squee almost, and um, I Feel Sick. Yeah, it's something that, like, when I see... So, like, the Invader Zim art... I wouldn't have made this connection at the time, obviously, because it didn't exist. But now right. it really reminds me of the art of, like, uh, Ed McMullen, who did, uh, like, Meat Boy and um, Binding of Isaac. Oh, yeah. Is that kind of, like, gross... Like it's cheesy, <laughs> but it's like kind of nasty. Yeah, it's purposefully just disgusting. Right. Like they don't have to put pus-looking boogers in the person's eyes who just woke up, but they do it. But they goddamn <laughs> do it. Yeah, they had a really good. They had a whole episode originally about um about it was yeah it was Zim wanting to infect the world's population with a disease mm. and the dis- and the disease turns them into uh baloney oh my god and he put it on attack and he shook uh he, he shook dibs hand and and zim's like yes now you're gonna turn into what you truly are deep 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 down inside and dib already knew what it was he's like deep down inside a baloney and zim's like Yes, and he's like, "That's that's just dumb." That's, uh, <laughs> and and Zim's like, it, it was a callback to a different thing in the episode. He's like, "Yes, yes, it's dumb, dumb like a moose." And he was, they were talking about like uh, like a moose in class, and he doesn't know what any of this shit is. This is all new and foreign to him. Um, yeah. I don't know the. What? It, it's it's hard to compare even their comedic style. Yeah. But yeah, it's very callback and 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 fun. So sure. yeah, this is going to be fun. If you haven't seen uh, Invader Zim like all the way through, I recommend finding that in preparation oh, for yeah, Enter sure. the Floor. Uh, it's available. Oh yeah, it's out there. Yeah, definitely good. So this was probably one of my favorite things that was announced. Mm. Um, yeah, it's really cool. That's like super surprising. Yeah, it's like wh- what? Where? Yeah. What? 
How? Yeah. Is this dude still alive? <laughs> and the last thing, uh, in... Are people still watching that? Um, yeah, exactly. Walking Dead Season 9. Uh, I believe I said Season 9 is the last season for Andrew Lincoln. Lincoln. So, yep. uh, Andrew Lincoln, of course, uh, plays Rick Grimes. Uh, the guy that's the, the all-American dad that is not from America at all. Um, I was just a simple police officer. <laughs> Until my deputy started banging my wife. Until my deputy started <laughs> bang dang doodling my wife. <laughs> bang dang doodling. You dirty motherfucker. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, it's Andy Lincoln's ready to move on. They've, like, killed, like, 87% of the characters at this point. Very Martin. Um, it, it's I, just think, like, I think there's... At this point, there are... They've had a lot of drop-off. They have three original characters left. Mm. And technically four, but one of them is um, is Morgan. And Morgan left for like eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it is like... I, like I'm, I'm into the comic more than I am into the show, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's weird to describe. Like, I was super into the first season of walking dead like blew me away like i i was not ready for what i saw mm-hmm. and then like i mean it's been nine years you know oh yeah, yeah it's been nine years um zombies just aren't in anymore they're not doing anything new and this was something as you know we talk a lot before the show starts obviously about what's going on um and we were saying at least i was saying they've been doing the kind of the same thing over and over again and they're expecting people to get all hyped and shit and it's like what's new about this? Like, what's interesting about this? I, I get like, ooh, you're in a city and there's a zombie. Ooh, I'm in the woods and then a zombie shows up. Ooh, there's some spousal abuse going on. Like, we've been doing that right. for almost 10 years now. Yeah. So, so it's like, I'm just not like, it's it's not like the comic where the comic really like, uh, they try to make it as like disparate and different as possible. And like the whole point of the comic is that it can go on forever. Mm. and like it never has to answer anything which you know i'm not necessarily i'm not one of the people that's like robert kirkman is a genius i'll suck kirkman's dick for you know roll of quarters whatever <laughs> like uh roll of quarters is 10 bucks i mean 10 bucks is 10, 10 bucks, bucks yeah. is 10 bucks but i don't really think that the show did a good job of doing that um and the show i think uh really front-loaded its content um, i think it moves a little too quick and it just never really gets time to like stew in the like shittiness of living in this world, which is what the comic is all about. Yeah, I mean they, yeah. they did a good job um, in their earlier. They did yeah, they job. did a great job of like this. This is suffering, you know. But right. they've introduced too much. Uh, I think probably yeah. around the prison, um, it, it was really like around yeah, that time. You get to like late prison, early. Um, uh, the mayor, uh, yeah, the governor, and uh, the governor. That's it. That's Woodbury. Is it, wait, maybe is that, is that it? Yeah, it started. It started to fall off after that. I think. Yeah, and like now they have Alexandria, and they have the hilltop, and they have mm-hmm. the saviors, and they have all these, like all these places, all these people. You know, they're they're, um, you know, they're they're good. Uh, I think this next season, what they're alluding to is, 
they're going down a route that is the zombies are still they're, they're still terrible and it's still one of the big problems of the world but they've really been leaning toward the biggest problem is other survivors mm-hmm. and thinking that their way is the right way of course with like like Negan and like what Negan was doing was technically right but he also agrees with you know is that fucking Dan Fogler mm-hmm. he's in the show He's in everything. How is he? Okay. The Fogelmeister, he just, he is San Diego Comic-Con. He's everywhere. He's the living Comic-Con. Mother of God. Um, anyhow, Dan Fogler was in Fantastic Beast, and he was in Fanboys, and he writes comic books, and he's all around mm-hmm. awesome. Um, Big man. All around, baby. All, yeah. Uh, but yeah. It, His body is around. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. but they like I, I don't know I I just last season was the first season that I ever mm-hmm. like didn't watch the whole season whether I was happy or not happy with it. No. So I I don't know. I I've, I've, I like I would have a lot of catch up to do. I might try to catch up with last season just to see what like just to see what happens. Yeah, but I, I can't say that I'm that I'm like still like that I'm still into anything that's happening in in the Walking mm-hmm. Dead universe. Um, they've obviously departed heavily from what was the original plan, and I think that's because yeah. of success of characters that are that were carrying the show. Yeah, like Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, if you're still into it, and I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on um, upcoming season nine. So yeah, let us know. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's what we've heard of San Diego Comic-Con. I'm sure there's more. There's definitely some stuff that um, has been announced that we didn't really talk about yet. Either that's because we just didn't grab it before we started or, you know, I, I believe it's still going on today and tomorrow and probably all week. So, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure exactly how long, um, all mm-hmm. this is going on. So I don't know. We'll, uh, you know, if more stuff starts to come out, we will, uh, we'll address, but getting mm-hmm. out of Comic-Con, we'll get back into some cool video game stuff. One of the just cool things that I wanted to show off was Resident Evil 2, uh, the, um, remaster they've announced, um, or no, it's a remake, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they've announced that they're doing a $200 uh, collector's edition, which is actually, for, for me, I think it's really cool. Um, but I'm a huge Leon Kennedy fan, so getting a Leon Kennedy um, Raccoon City Police Department version uh, of mm-hmm. him is awesome. Um, but yeah, it comes with uh, a, a ton of stuff. Um, it comes with, of course, the digital deluxe version of the game, uh, DLC pack voucher, digital soundtrack, a 12-inch Leon Kennedy uh, figure, collector's art book, um, Raccoon City Police Department packaging with a uh, renovations blueprint, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. As well, the DLC pack gives you... Um, 
Arkley Sheriff and Noir costume for Leon, Military Noir and uh, Eliza Walker costume for Claire. Um, and then, of mm. course, the deluxe weapon, the Samurai's Edge, which is an Albert Wesker model weapon. And, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it looks like you get, uh, like I mentioned, the renovations poster, the soundtrack, Ben's file art book, which is a 32 page art book. Um, Mm-hmm. And you know everything else that you see, uh, you see here. So, um, not too bad. I do think two hundred is probably a bit steep for it. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think so. that uh, that that figure is really cool. So I'll probably be looking for that elsewhere. Hmm. But yeah, uh, just thought that one was kind of a cool one to talk about. I think the next one's the one that you. Yes, I didn't um, even get to look at so it before yeah. you put it up. Um, basically, um, so yeah, Resident Evil, not super my thing. Ironically, uh, From Software, not super my thing, but I'm really into what I've been seeing of, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, so basically, um, they kind of had an interview with, uh, Miyazaki, the, uh, director, and, um, you know, so they say, basically up top, they say, um, you know, the, you know, Dark Souls and Bloodborne look a little different from what we're seeing now. Um, in the trailer, it looked like dying was not necessarily a loss of progress in Sekiro, uh, which is a big change from the Souls titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in an interview in the latest issue of Edge magazine, uh, Miyazaki talked about it a little more. We were dying a lot. It just spoiled the game's tempo, he told Edge. We needed something that would address the frequency of death, and the resurrection system did a lot to solve that. We hope that it's not going to be something that makes the game easier. It's not going to numb the player to death. It's going to make them feel like they're constantly at death's door. It's something they're going to have to be aware of at every single encounter, and is going to be tuned to that sense of trepidation. It suits our ninja protagonist quite well. This is a cold-blooded warrior who will even use his own death as an advantage. Um, so yeah, they said that you're going to die a lot, but they don't want to completely break the flow of the game every time you die, uh, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah. A lot of the times, like, a lot of games now will just kind of ignore that you died. Like, it's kind of like, oops, redo. Yeah. Yep. And it just, like, leads you right back to where you were. Which I think is, like, that's good, but, like, it doesn't really tie in to what you're actually doing in the game in any way. Right. Um, so, like, it is really cool to, like, you can essentially, like, uh, like play dead and then pop up and, like, murder some people. Um, yeah, yeah. It is, I mean, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. Um, it's definitely a big departure from what we're used to. I'm trying to, like, while you were talking, I was listening, I was trying to, like, think about like how like how is this gonna go like what mm-hmm. like what would they do there has to be i mean there has to be some sort of i feel like there has to mm-hmm. be some sort of like negative there has to be some sort of impact to mm-hmm. a souls game when you die and whether you you know don't lose everything you know there has to be something that yeah. Like to me, when, when when I think of like any game, I, I'm really drawn to games that not necessarily punish you for dying, but there's always a repercussion for dying. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of hate it when it's like, oh, I died, but my checkpoint was a second ago, so it's okay, and it just right. you know pops you back. And there's definitely stuff too where like if you're dying and the game doesn't tell you, like this would happen to me in Uncharted every once in a while, mm-hmm. where it's like you get an area and the and you die. And then it re- just reloads. It's like a, you know, maybe 20, 30 second load. You're right back in. Right. You die again. 
you're right back in. You die again. You're right back in. You die again. And the game's not like, hey, dipshit, sneak around the back. Right, right. Like, if, if it's not giving you anything, like, Dark Souls inherently teaches you, like, oh, I definitely had to block there. I'm fucked. Like, you learn because if you don't go learn, then you're fucked up and you're not going to enjoy the game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, you know what I mean? And then uh, like, I, I re- in this one, they're going to have to teach you how to play wrong in some different way. You know? Right. Um, they're going to have to show you, like, okay, don't do this. Because, yeah, you get to resurrect right now, but, like, this is not a good spot to use your resurrect up. So you might just want to restart the match. Like, how are you going to know that? Right. Um, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. It, I mean, I like, I really prefer games where you can just play through without dying if you're, like, mildly competent. Um, I mean, I only died, like, six total times in Tomb Raider. I, I mean, I really like the, I, I, I really like it when people don't, when games don't hold my hand. And I really mm-hmm. like it when there's, like, there's a penalty. But right. if the game feels unfair, that penalty, you know, that penalty feels awesome. unfair, too. So Well, I, I, think, um, I think Hellblade did this really well. Where they made this, like, threat. Where they were like, okay, like, if you die a lot, we're just going to delete your fucking save. Because you're a dumbass. Right. Which is, like, sort of, uh, like, people can't really tell if that's even true or not. It seems like it was probably fake. Yeah, I think that was fake. <laughs> but, like, that's a great way to be like, dude, be careful. Yeah. Like, you're dealing with somebody's life here. Yeah. And it's, they, they literally didn't have to do anything. They made one screen with font on it. Like, I can make that in 20 seconds. You know what I mean? Uh, and it appeared to not have, it appears to not have any effect on the game whatsoever. It just tells you, hey, like, chill out. Be careful. Yeah. Um, no doubt. And, like, they, they could, like, okay, okay, so I'm trying to think of a game that could, that, that, that's a good, um, like, comparison. But, mm-hmm. like, the, like, the older RPGs where you have, where you have to save, and when mm-hmm. you die, you go back to your last save. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I enjoy, like, uh, like, I've been playing, like, I, I've been playing Octopath Traveler. When you save, mm-hmm. if you die, you go back to your last save. There's no, there is an auto save, and it usually happens when you enter or exit an area. But if you're in a big area and you just entered, uh, like I would be fine mm-hmm. without that auto save feature. I would be fine with okay. you know saving myself, and I do it frequently. You know, I have that. You know, like before you're getting ready to get off a game, and you might have saved it, and then you kind of like we're maybe like looking at your phone or doing something. And then uh, you're like, wait, did I save that? And you like auto, you save a few more times just to like make sure. Like that's kind of the way I go about it. So I, you know, I feel really comfortable uh, with mm-hmm. that kind of old school RPG style of saving. Um, I also like Resident Evil style where you have to have an item to save. That's kind of cool. That makes it kind of tough though. Oh boy, you'll love uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. <laughs> yeah. Because you also get drunk every time you save. <laughs> cool. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I need to play that one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure where they're going with this. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I really wonder if they're going to bring out some sort of uh, technical test or something to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just see what people think of the game. I think it'd be a good idea. On their part mm-hmm. to just get a uh, like gauging like uh, we we've seen the trailers of course, but yeah. we don't we still don't know we still don't know what we're doing here 
like what the game is going to play like or anything like that. So I think answering some of the questions will help um, their fan base support the product a bit more. So, you know, we'll mm. see what happens. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and up next, it looks like Stardew Valley is going to be getting the, their multiplayer for console in August. Um, and, man, how long have people been waiting for that? It's been out on... Uh, One trillion years. I think. Oh, the update hits on August 1st for PC users, console players, including Switch owners, will have to settle for coming soon, it says. Yeah, and keep in mind, too, that this was the developer, uh, Concerned Ape, that made the announcement. That's one person. <laughs> that, yeah. That's Eric Baroni. That is so, just one uh, guy. If he's the one doing it, like I, like, I just don't know where to go with this. Like, that's... Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, like Chucklefish should be making this alone. <laughs> like he should be on a like a fucking well-deserved like three-year vacation. Yeah, yeah. This is really okay. So I I follow a lot of different um, I follow a lot of like different art places. You know where people post mm. their art, talk about their art, um, and understanding game. I think we talked about this last week a bit, but understanding how people make a game like this. And they make mm. it, and they make it happen, and it's one person. Um, yeah. Fucking blows me away. Well, it, it, first of all, it's nuts, but it, like the thing that gets really crazy is watching the progress. There's a few guys right now that are on um, uh, the this art site or this art group that I frequent, and uh, they post their updates of their game uh, like weekly, and they're like. Okay, so in midweek they'll be like, okay, so you know, check out, check this out, and it'll just be like their character, really rudimentary character, like crouching and walking mm. through grass, and the grass is shifting and moving around. They're like, so I just did this, you know, this grass animation, and you know, mm. I, it, um, this is the next thing I'm going to implement. I'm going to do it with the trees as well. He brushes up against the trees, and the leaves kind of move, um, and then literally at the end of the week it was like, so here it is, and. Sure enough, you know, in their little build of their game, all their grass is kind of like moving and it, the motion's well done and stuff like that. And um, it, it's mm. really cool to see. And this game feels just like that to me. It's just like seeing, okay. you know, those guys post their weekly thing or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think uh, I, I think this game, uh, I think Grim was even talking about picking this game up uh, once the multiplayer thing came out. I had yeah. fun playing. It seems pretty cool. Like, I had fun playing. We'll have to learn more about like what is the benefit of playing multiplayer because we were talking about this in the past too, where it's like uh, certain games. It's like um, what am I thinking of? Um, State of Decay two, mm -hmm. where it's like okay, I'm helping out your farm and your game or whatever, but like, what am I getting? Yeah, what am I getting out of it? Yeah, right. So we'll have to you know kind of wait and see what they say more. I mean, it looks like maybe you just make a separate instance of the game. Where, like, you and your friend are in a totally different town, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and you kind of, like, share... Like, somebody is player one, and then everybody else just kind of shares resources. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, the ideal scenario, I think, would be um, kind of like the dedicated... Almost like Minecraft, the way that they dedicate mm -hmm. their servers. Um, as long as, you know, the player who creates it has it set to open, uh, or friends only, or whatever. Those people can go in, and they can they can play. So... Um, like, let's say we created one and it was just like this little like MGI stuff. So it was like us 
you know, whichever one MGI related and, you know, whoever else, you know, we decided. Um, mm. Like, okay, today I'm going to go in and I'm going to upgrade the wooden fence to make it, like, a stone fence. And, mm. you know, you take it down. And meanwhile, someone else comes in and is like, okay, well, the harvest is up. I'll harvest everything and put it away. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that could... I think, uh, I think we could get some... Um, that that would be really cool, a cool way to go about it, and it would make the game really yeah. fun. You know, just popping in, you know, once every couple days, just to see how things are coming along with um, you and your friends' like world. You know, yeah. I built this house over here, so you know, this is where I'm just gonna keep the stuff that I'm harvesting and that I'm finding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grim was asking. He says you share money and stuff. Uh, you can do the whole game as a group. Yeah, I, I just I, the only thing that worries me is like if I create it and then I log off and nobody has access to it anymore, right. which we've seen in the right. past because so. you're like the owner or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So his buddies played multiplayer. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I know it's been in beta and stuff. Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, it could be cool. Um, I I mean I already. I already have it on the Switch, so mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think that's a really fun place to play it, just because it's so. Yeah, 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 for sure. I have it on the Switch and on the PC, and I got to say, like doing it on Switch is just so much more casual. Yeah, it feels uh, casual. Like lot, to me, it's a, it, it gets me to log in more. Yeah, it's a super casual game, just right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. it's not something like I don't play this every day anymore, but I did for a mm-hmm. long time. Just I would just pop in and be like, oh, you know, what's going on. And this game's mostly about relationships, I think, more so than mm-hmm. about farming. Um, but damn, those relationships are hard to hard to get going. Yeah. Like some of those people are just hard to read. Cool. And um, yeah, so uh, some more cool, uh, hopefully free DLC. I guess I didn't look into that, did I? Uh, so Mario Kart Eight is bringing out. Uh, yep, free update to a version 1.6. Um, bringing out some more uh, Breath of the Wild content. Um, nice. So they're adding a link in the Champion's Tunic. They're adding the Master Cycle Zero. Uh, they're adding Ancient Tires, and they're adding a new Paraglider. Um, okay. So just some nice, quick cosmetic updates. Um, I'm sure there's some general uh, you know, bug fixes and shit like that. Sure. But they said this update literally is coming out of nowhere. Um so there, like, there haven't been any more, like, there hasn't been a lot of recent updates. So it's really cool that they're like, here you go. Yeah, I actually saw this come through. Um, it was like the other day. I think it was this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet, but I did get an update for the game, uh, like yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cool. I I think it's out now. So <laughs> nice. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh... As well, speaking of free, uh, Hollow Knight. Hell yes. Hollow Knight is... Give me that free shit! Getting some free stuff. Uh, called Gods and Glory, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know much yeah. about uh, uh, Hollow Knight. I, it, I possibly know even less. Yeah? <laughs> I like the art style a lot. That's all I know. For sure. And I know a lot um, of people are super, super interested in it just because... Well, I like yeah. a ton of my fans or a ton of my friends and uh, people who are playing are uh, or that play Switch uh, that are on my friends list are playing this. So mm-hmm. yeah, like I have like six Switch friends and 
several of them and seven of them are playing this and Hollow Knight. Yeah, it's very odd. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not 100 sure what this offers, but uh, you can't really complain. It's a free DLC update, so I think all their DLC updates have been free. Um, so this looks like it might be the last one, or at least the last one that they've been planning on. Um, August 23rd. New bosses, new music, yeah. Uh, new NPCs, new quests, the final chapter. Um, we're so excited to put this out. Um, PC or Switch. Uh, and then they said they're leasing the second Hollow Knight album, um, Gods and Nightmares. And then uh, there's going to be a vinyl of that as well. Okay. Um, so that's pretty cool. Final note, the Pale Court live recording session also covered several other uh he'll be releasing these additional recordings free on his band camp um they also have a uh plush little worm monster that's horrifying and uh yeah they're showing on some more general shit in the bottom uh, looks like a caterpie with jinx lips it does look like it looks like caterpie trying to like Cos- get sucky from daddy you know what i'm saying it looks <laughs> like caterpie cosplaying as jinx that's brutal yeah you know they didn't release the Jinx episode of Pokemon in the U.S., so it was considered to be racist. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. That's interesting stuff. Pretty interesting. Next. Next. So uh, there was a game. Uh, a it was one of the early, uh, possibly the earliest battle royale style game. I think it was like eight player. It was really small, maybe sixteen player. A mm-hmm. uh, game called The Calling. It was PC. Um, so the calling two came out last week and, uh, it's being removed. All next right. Week. <laughs> uh, nailed it. So they basically, the sales have been extremely rough. It was a $20 game instead of being free. Like it should have been. Um, it's extremely negative response. Uh, bad enough that they're completely removing it and going back to the original game. Oof. Um, Part of the plan is to release the day one version of the game on a test server so players can play, can access the original title that they were fans of. I mean, so The Calling 2, pretty quickly, I mean, within a couple days after release, its online concurrent user number was one. One dude was playing it online. And how do you even do that? I mean, you would think that this company has at least three people. (laughs) So shouldn't they just be on all the time just to boost their numbers? you'd think uh yeah i don't know like they really fucked it up quick and hard um i know they got in some kind of fight with their fans like i didn't i don't know enough to like look into it really but um i know that the the fan and the developer uh communication got like really fucked up really fast so i would imagine that has something to do with it um and apparently the first game was not very well supported so people didn't really have any faith in them that's part of why they're going back to um you know, they're like, hey, we're going to try to continue to support this first game. <laughs> um, so, uh, I would say goodbye to that company, most likely. Yeah. Um, it's really like... Okay, so it's normal to have... Um, you know, to have to release several games that don't get any attention, and then eventually... Um, you know, you make a hit and then you start getting a small fan base or whatever. But it's very unusual that you have a semi-successful game and then your next game is just a full shitter. Right. So I'd say they're probably toast. And that guy, the look of this guy, I mean, Josh Van Veld here. I'm sure he's a normal dude. 
It's just some guy trying to go to work every day. He looks like a total tool. <laughs> and sometimes you just look like that. I get it. You know? <laughs> sometimes you're just born a certain way and you can't do anything about it. I understand. So let's roll on. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, this is kind of... Uh, I would say either a weird transition or like extremely late i I can't tell whether this is like hey you're way too late for this or hey you're doing the wrong thing um Mm -hmm. but world of warcraft uh well it says world of warcraft without subscriptions is coming here's how that's not really true yeah so basically they're adding non-subscription based options so wow tokens it's called yeah Um, so you can just buy the tokens and then redeem the tokens for 30 days or whatever right um Um, i guess so i guess the alternate route is to somehow buy the tokens with in-game currency from the shop uh, from other players who are selling the tokens on the shop correct so i guess that's the way that you can get your uh you uh, technically you, play the game for free, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the grind on that's not going to be fun. Right, because it's going to be, like... So the old, so it's going to be people that are spending real money. Um, and then turning around to sell it. So they're going to want more than what you would be able to turn that same amount of money into gold to. Yeah. So, it's... I don't... I really don't understand what they're trying to do with it. Um, another part of it is that um, they're going to make essentially the battle chest uh, is going to be um, like free to load. Yeah, the battle chest includes um, um, the original game Burning see, Crusade and yeah, the original game Burning Crusade and uh, Wrath of the Lich King. I don't think it includes Lich King. Okay, but it includes some portion of the game. Yeah, and. Um, they so they're gonna make it so that basically the subscription model and or the tokens is how they're gonna monetize completely, which to be honest is what it's always been. Like, so if you get somebody to buy, so the the new one coming out is Battle for Azeroth, the new DLC. Right. That's gonna be fifty bucks regardless, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, for you as a player to buy Battle of Azeroth for fifty bucks. That's still nothing compared to what you're paying them to play it for two years. It's fifteen bucks a month, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or I guess ten bucks a month if you do a special deal and like buy your year at a time. So like, they make way more money on you per year than they do selling you a DLC every two or three years or whatever it is. Right, right. So it's kind of unusual that they've charged for that at all. Um, especially considering that it splits the player base every time they release a new DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I agree. Like, if they were giving you... If they had continued going about this platform um, and saying, okay, here is the the new expansion. This is free. But mm-hmm. we're really hard on that fourteen ninety nine subscription fee for uh, every month. So right. you have to pay that to continue to get access to all of this. And even if they let it lapse, at least those players will come back for 15 bucks a month when the new thing comes right. out. Right. So, I mean, which is sort of how, I mean, that's already how the player base works anyways. Yeah, but we've seen that. But they also now have to buy the $50 DLC and they're And who the and, and like, they're losing people at that rate because yeah. 
Sure as hell. As That's soon as the next point. one came out after Wrath of the Lich King, I was like, nope. I'm not spending another 50 bucks on this thing I've already spent 70 on, and then all the bullshit with the subscription. Every month. Yeah. Yeah. So That's how like, you fuck up. I mean, okay, so, like, World of Warcraft is the most monetized thing to probably ever exist. Yeah. As far as games go. I mean, you buy the game. The game itself, to get started, is a minimum, it used to be a minimum of 30 bucks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. up to, you know, maybe 150 if you wanted to be completely modern. Sure. Then you pay every single month to access it. Yep. Then, inside the game, there's cosmetics that you can buy. Yep. And things there's that help you progress. Experience that you can unlock. Yep. There's, you can buy yep. things to make so, you progress further. And The game is pay to buy, pay to play, and pay to win. Yep. Like, that's truly brutal. Yeah. And obviously, I'm an idiot because they're, they, you know this has built Blizzard into one of the largest game companies out there. So, like... You can't really front on that shit. No. But, like, how many fans do you think you're going to gain by giving them the core game and the first couple expansion packs free? I wonder I wonder how... Who out there has been waiting and saying, I've got $15 a month that I can spend ready to go. They've been waiting I've 20 years. I've got unlimited time. I've been waiting for this one $30 <laughs> charge to go away. Like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is that? But, I mean, they really... Blizzard really gives back to their community with things like Overwatch, though. Yeah. Like, Overwatch is one of the best deals in probably video games with the amount of content that you get. Mm. I mean, you get so much for that. What is it now? Like, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. That's yeah. so yeah. much stuff. There's always a holiday thing. There's new seasons. They The upkeep's crazy. Um, so mm. if you're into that, between that, if you buy that and you buy Fortnite, when you buy a new console, you're good for a, quite a long time. Like Yeah, pretty much. I mean, also Fortnite's free. Well, if you buy the, like, I'm talking about buying the Save the World stuff. You know, you spend 20 mm. bucks on getting the, yeah. like, Founders Pack, and, you know, you can play Save the World with people. Like, I find Save the World to be more a lot more fun than Battle Royale. But Battle Royale, look, mm. it still, to me, like, I can still get in there and probably have fun with Battle Royale if I mm. had the right group of people that were still interested in playing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. And another and, game that's been able to keep its community really true. Yeah, and and lastly, uh, Ubisoft reveals that Ghost Recon Wildlands uh, second special operation um, is going to be coming out for free. Special Operations 2 arrives July 24th and brings a ton of new features to the game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to look through. They have a, a new ghost mode, a permadeath mode, and... Uh, aimed at creating a more realistic experience for the hardcore player, which is fucking awesome. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people have been playing this a while. I think even Grim over here has been playing, is still playing this. Um, okay. I don't know if he would go down this road, but death in ghost mode means loss of, like, all progress on that character. Mm-hmm. You, you, you create a new character and start over, um, which is really cool. They also, um, some additional features, turn off AI companions in the game, um, of course, Ghost Mode. Two new maps uh, for the game. Uh, Ghost War PvP Mode. Uh, victory screens for the winning team in Ghost War matches. New daily PvP challenges. And an Observer Mode that allows players to review uh, and show off their Ghost War games. Um, hmm. Yeah. Uh, this update also brings new items to the game's loot box and uh, economy system that allows prestige credits to be spent 
in the campaign as well as in PvP. Um, okay. And this one is coming out the 24th in two days uh, from us recording now. So I've, if you're hearing this day one, it'll be tomorrow. Hmm. Um, so Tuesday. That's All right. pretty cool. Um, yeah, they're still cranking out the old uh, the old updates Damn. for this beast. Um, you got to crank on your wildlands. Sometimes you, know? you got to crank down on the wildlands. Crank down, mm-hmm. crank often is a motto that uh, we've lived by. But I think that's all we've got. You got any more? You good? Uh, I think I'm good. Um, there's definitely, uh, like like we've been saying, this is definitely the slow part of the year. Yeah. So I mean, but there's um, no... That's why I think we try to fill in a lot of like extra bullshit just from us. Like, Yeah, I mean, there, there's still no... Uh, like, I still think there's a lot of good, like, relevant information for... It kind of changes from just video games to some pop, pop culture and video games. Right. Um, right. And I'm fine with that. Like, I, I, you know, I enjoy comic books. I enjoy, you know, film. I enjoy all this. Uh, but MGI, of course, was created with games in mind. So, you know, we try to bring you all that information, whether it be the what the fuck is this PS4 Pro uh, to uh, your fractured butthole getting new DLC. Mm-hmm. So... My fractured butthole. Yeah. Probably need to get going and put a band-aid on that big guy, huh? I really do. I really do. Okay, I gotta go. I got a band-aid. <laughs> cool. If you guys get the Wrap chance, up. head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check all the top news and video games stuff there. Join the conversation. Especially, we didn't even talk about the fan-made Uncharted film with Nathan Fillion. Um, yeah. But that's over there on our Facebook. Go check that out because it's uh, it, 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 it's good. a damn good 15-minute clip of a mm-hmm. fan-made film. Uh, as well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do stuff like this... Um, and uh, that's how you can, uh, over there as well, you, that's how you can ca- connect with myself and filter cord over here. Uh, you yeah. can do the same thing, chat with us on Facebook. Uh, I post a lot more. Every time I go live on my personal channel, I post it over on Twitch. So um, mm-hmm. could be reason to follow me if you are looking for some information on Octopath Traveler or, you know, whatever I happen to be playing that you hear me babble uh, about for about two, uh, two hours every week. Um, right. But yeah, that is uh, that. Is that. Uh, until next week, guys, I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.